it's it's interesting because you've kind of got them like they've they're taking with one hand and giving with another and the injector case i think is pretty busted <laughs> now, yes, we're topic, so busted. while we're on the topic of zikil containers <laughs> i <laughs> Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a continuing focus on development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church, I'm one of your hosts, I am a video editor for a Tarkov content creator named Airwing Marine. And I'm Giggy Beef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping you guys get better at the game. And uh, welcome everybody um, back to back to Scav Talk. I guess this one is our real, real first one of, of 2022. I don't know why I always end up starting <laughs> with this. How's your week been, Church? What's been going on? What's been going on in Church land? been going good man staying busy ish and um i'm working on this new sort of layout for like facebook and twitter um uh, uh I, what would you call it i don't know it's just like basically you know shorts slash adverts for air wings you know oh, clips and stuff but it's all like ha- uh, the best example i can give have you seen piranha tvs um i actually haven't no clips okay i sort of took inspiration from that actually i i I did take inspiration from that so um i really liked how it looks like the presentation of it all and Mm -hmm. um so yeah we're doing it because it's it's they're in a weird resolution they're like one by one aspect ratio so like 18 or 1080 by 1080 or 720 by 720 basically how we do like the the scab talk shorts i post on twitter um so it's like kind of weird because you're taking a, you know, 16 by 9 and you're trying to fit it in this, you know, one by one frame. Then you have like these these black bars at the top. So it's like you got to fill in the space. So anyway, it's, it's it's pretty cool stuff. I'm enjoying that. And Tarkov has been pretty poggers, dude. <laughs> um, I think I'm like almost level 32. Awesome. Um, yeah, trying to get that Ragman 3 because we get some better better gear for sure um and i accidentally shot santa oh this no the first time i i shot santa and i had to kill him it was very unfortunate i was in underground ollie on interchange and i kept hearing something and i was just like what is like is it a player is it scav but it was like so odd it was like just very small movement so i thought like okay this has got to be killers has got to be a player and then like I, I just I, on my peripheral, I saw like a shadowy figure, and I look, and I scope in, and I see it's a guy with a giant backpack on. So I immediately yeah. think it's a player, because I'm being sneaky. So I'm thinking he's like aware of me. You know what I mean? But I caught, but I thought that I caught him off guard. So I shoot him in the head. He doesn't die, and then I stare and I look, and like, oh my god, it's Sam. <laughs> so he immediately starts shooting at me. I try to like prone. Someone else starts running. It turns out to be a scav, but it was just like I didn't know what they, I didn't know what to do. You know, what I mean, I'm just like oh, I made him mad. Did I did I already lose Fencer? Like I don't know. So I yeah. ended up just, just killing him because either I try to run and potentially die getting shot at, um, or I just kill him and take the hit. So I'm at negative seven point seven karma. Negative seven point seven. Sorry, negative zero point oh, zero. Oh, God, oh, yeah. I, th- I was gonna say, like, that's a lot, otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I've been a naughty scam. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's kind of it feels like a big penalty, man. Like, 
no, I'm, I've always kind of been like, oh, you know, it's not that bad, Santa, blah, blah, blah. But like when it's really dark, mm. it's really hard to make it out. And it's just like, oh, it's such a big penalty. But that's kind of been the highlights, if you will. Nothing too crazy. Questing and whatnot. The usual suspects. That's good. I actually saw a, um, a thread on Reddit that I just thought was really funny. And someone was talking about Santa. And they said, I was on Interchange and I saw... I saw a figure wearing the, you know, the Santa outfit and I, and I went over and it wasn't Santa. It was killer. And he'd already killed Santa and I'm next. <laughs> and I was like, what? oh my goodness. It was like so, so awful. Like killer had like killed the dude and like killed Santa, like taken the hat or something. Or maybe he'd spawned with it. I don't know. But it was just the way the story was like spun. It was just like, yeah. you can imagine like killer just turning up, killing Santa because he's such like a, such a mental case. And then, um. <laughs> And then just like wearing the stuff and just being like, who's next for the slaughter? I just like, I don't know, the mental image of it just kind of like, it just made me laugh. It really did. It made me laugh. Um, yeah, so I guess like, dude, I guess this week, yeah, this week's been kind of mental for me because we had the drop stream yesterday, which was pretty crazy. I went from 8 a.m. until 2 a.m. Yeah, 8 a.m. on Thursday until 2 a.m. Friday, my time. And uh, as I said to you just before we started the cast, I then went to bed for four hours and then got off and did all my usual stuff, which is the reason why I couldn't do 24 hours. Because, like, if I went till 10 a.m., I would have been, like, minus four hours, like, late for other stuff that I needed to do. So, well, minus three hours, I guess. So, you know, I did as much as I physically could and getting by on, like, the bare minimum of sleep, which it was definitely, definitely worth it for the opportunity. And it mm-hmm. was absolutely insane. I was kind of worried before about just, like, the length of it. Because I was like, you know, I've had, like, mega gaming sessions long honestly long in in the past now because i've just got like it's not like too many responsibilities and like you know we'll we'll get an old now yeah we'll get old you don't get a chance yeah. to just sit there <laughs> and just play 12 hours a day and like you know grab a sandwich for lunch and then just carry on playing but it's it's different on stream too because you know you're you're chatting with the audience or whatever it's like you're kind of on like extra form um so i was like not quite sure exactly how that was gonna work out and i think actually it was it was fine the time went by really quick and really my voice only started to like it didn't really hurt so to speak but i could i could feel myself just like getting a little bit strained after kind of like mm-hmm. the sort of 13 14 hour mark kind of thing so being like okay there's a couple of hours left like you know this is this is actually completely fine like i could actually have easily done 24 i think after doing that because i was a bit scared of like 24 before but i was like yeah. Yeah, a couple more co- cups of coffee through the like through the morning um i could have done the 24 if i'd had the chance to sleep on the friday um so i was like okay you know this is good this is like it's a good thing 18 is like, you know, nice, a nice healthy number. And um, yeah, I mean, we kept out of like 3,700 people viewing, which I mean, most people are AFK, right? But like, it's it's still a cool number. Mm-hmm. Absolutely cool number. Yeah, to, for um, sure. To be able to like jump in and raid somebody else who's still like, who's going until, you know, the, the final deadline is also pretty yeah. awesome. You don't get those opportunities very often. So, so yeah, dude, it's been, it's been uh, awesome. I've probably played more Tarkov this week than I play in the usual month. <laughs> and um, because like I was playing in really? the week too. I, di- I didn't play the day before um on the, mm-hmm. on the evening before because i was like i should really not if yeah, i can help it i like get you tried to tidy my stash up and i was like i'm just not gonna play on the day before and um just try to be like nice and fresh go to bed early and uh, you know be ready to yeah. like, power through which i think helped but all the other nights in the week i was playing because i finally found oh, when was it it must have been on i think it was on the saturday stream i did i do stream on saturday i think so god it feels like such a long time ago now anyway so the last stream that i did i actually found the flash drives that i needed to finish skier and so this week i've basically just been like face planting my way through shoreline and all of the peacekeeper quests just one after another so it was like Mm -hmm. you know did the stream and got the got the got the um usbs and then 
went straight into friend from the west just like ground through factory in one evening killed all my seven usex and then it was just like mm-hmm. shoreline 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 mark the staff get the drones the uavs go to shoreline <laughs> grab the thing shoreline again yeah. again 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 just like relentless non-stop until i got um really really quite close and then when we started the the drop stream i finished off um i think it was the very final one in his one i think you have to i can't remember which one it is and then i had to do um the cult and, and then i got M8, and then i got m856a1 which was like the goal of the whole thing so then they can use the mdr yeah so that was the, that was the point um although it's quite funny because of like now i'm such a higher level than i was last mm-hmm. wipe when i did the same progression because i got the flash drives really early last last wipe so i ended up with peacekeeper um I guess it was Peacekeeper 2 with 56A1 and the MDR, like, really early on. So I ended up using that for ages. The problem is now, I've done all these Peacekeeper quests, but I've done loads of other quests to try and get my levels up. So I now actually already have Peacekeeper 3. So it's kind of like, well, now yeah. I don't really need to use the MDR anymore. So after getting to the goal of it, I'm like, well, oh, maybe I'd rather use other guns. I don't know. So anyway, so I've, like, I've played a, a bunch, obviously, because I was, uh, you know, with the long stream and stuff. And um, it's, been, it's been awesome. It's honestly been awesome. Like, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's been great. And uh, yeah, it's actually funny, like when you play for like an extended period of time, especially after like the two or three hour mark, I was like really getting my eye in. Um, and we did like, we did the VPOs under 25, or the bolt actions under 25 meters and stuff. And like got like a sick flick on some guy and stuff. I was like, I'm going to get in this. It was, it was cool. So it's been going well. It's been going well. I'm enjoy- enjoying it. It was a fantastic thing. And um, yeah, it's just like once in a blue moon opportunity to just like take a day off from life and just, just play games all day, which is kind of, you know, it's the dream, right? <laughs> You unlocked your British shroud. (laughs) (laughs) If I could tap into 1% of shroud's power, you know, that that would be enough. That would be enough. Yeah. No, the drafts event is really cool, man. I mean, I myself, I'm not like too big on the actual drops themselves in general. Yeah. Well, even even when they were like good, I just, I don't know. I mean, I've I've always kind of considered it just more of like an event for streamers i guess and like the community as a whole yeah um and it's just really good marketing in my opinion like just i don't know who started it i want to say maybe it was i don't know i would love to someone should i'm going to look up a youtube video i'm sure someone's done a video on like how drops got started started. yeah i don't know yeah i like i want to say valorant because they did drops for keys but then i'm not sure because that feels quite recent. Maybe it was Tark, right? And I think maybe it was Tarkov that started. I don't know. It must dude. have been. I feel like else. Tarkov. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Tarkov was early, early on, one of the earlier ones. I don't know. Anyways, that that's a, that's an interesting one. Mm. Yeah, because I mm. I I do feel like that's really changed the landscape. Because like Russ, for example, they started doing drops not too long ago, and they, from what I can tell, they do drops every month. Which is interesting, like every because they do a monthly update, but they also do a a drops event, and it's like certain you can farm items in the game, mostly cause I mean they're all cosmetic, but some of them are like unique, so to speak. But um, yeah, it, I don't know the whole the whole landscape of the drops thing is is super interesting because people just love free stuff, you know. And so it's just like you can sit there, and then it helps out the streamers, and then it helps like the game because then you get like a huge spike in viewership which means like basically free advertisement um and so you sell copies and sell editions and whatnot so it's it's all really cool all really good stuff and yeah i mean i thought it was super cool 
that you got opportunity to raid someone like people raided you and then you got the opportunity to raid someone else. So they get like this, you know, it's just it's all good vibes around in my mind. I love it. Yeah, it, it is good. And yeah, as you say, it's just like it's it's fun because it's like kind of hype for the community. People are getting like huge numbers and there's like tons of people who are just like involved and thinking about Tarkov and whatever. I was talking about it yeah. with the chat while we were doing it. And I was basically like, because because of the way that it's done and it's like you know, over a period of kind of two weeks or whatever, and you have a different group of people each mm-hmm. time. And people yeah. do kind of push on the guys who are kind of smaller. Or I know like, you know, Tarkov Reporter was like shouting out all the affiliates and, you know, I'm still an affiliate, right? Because I, I'm not... I don't stream enough mm-hmm. to kind of be there like full time. Like YouTube's like 90% of my focus. So it kind of gives those people who aren't like the big streamers, it kind of gives you like, it gives you the opportunity to be in that top 20 for a day, you know, and to get that influx of people. Cause like Twitch's, um, Twitch's, you know, growth and finding, you know, how people find people on Twitch is basically like the top 20 streamers and then that's it in that particular category. And so that's why. That's why people don't really like the Twitch system, right? Compared to something like YouTube, because it's so hard to get growth and, and viewership and stuff on Twitch. Because if you're so far down the list, no one will ever find you and there's no mechanism to actually find anybody. But that's why the drops is right. kind of cool because it's like, you know, yeah, it gives everybody that chance to be yeah. in that category for a day. And you can like be yeah. the recipient of the, that natural flow of people coming to the Tarkov page, looking through and going, oh, mm, yeah, this person. And people like just distribute themselves amongst those top 20 streams because they have a, a second reason to go there with the drops. Um, and so it's just like it's it's super nice like yeah it's a great opportunity for the streamers but yeah as you say it does give a good vibe for the community too so um somebody in chat saying it's the smite and paladins apparently who's who started off with drops so I really apparently interesting so, apparently so, so i want to yeah I'll yeah be sure to research. look into that <laughs> yeah that's interesting um, so yeah i mean i guess there have been there's been a couple of announcements it's not been like a crazy busy time for for changes and stuff but there have been there have been some um I mean, the first one, the main one that I had written down was DLSS, the DLSS announcement. Um, yeah. The video coming out and talking about that. And we don't know when that's going to be, I don't think. Is that, was there the proper thing for that yet? I hadn't seen it. Um, but the last that I heard, we knew it was coming to the game, but we didn't know precisely when that was. Um, yeah. It says coming soon. I don't... Mm. I Because I imagine... I don't know. I thought maybe... I think is um ces still going on consumer electronics show because i i think that's like that i would imagine that's where they would like reveal that the games are being supported yeah it's, i think it's still going on and it's tomorrow so maybe there'll be like a reveal from nvidia like of all the new dls supported games um and there'll be more details yeah so it's just kind of the timeline that we're not sure about. But I'm I'm excited about this because like Reflex is kind of cool. People have had sort of mixed reviews about Reflex. Like it works quite well for me. Um, but mm-hmm. other people are saying that like it's it makes their I don't know, some something has some funny impacts on people. This is the weird thing about Tarkov graphics and stuff. People ask me sometimes, like, oh, you're gonna make like a graphics guide and stuff. And I'm like, no way, man. Like I just I don't know what? enough about it to to do it like i'm not enough of a hardware guy and it really depends on your system it depends on your your monitor it depends on like what graphics card you're running like it really changes depending on like how your system runs um like whether you should have vsync on or off or reflex on or whether you can even access it and like what settings you need to have like it's it's a minefield and so i just kind of avoid it really um but like reflex worked quite well for me but it's you know it's a very small latency thing like yeah it makes a small difference but it's um it's not like not crazy whereas like dlss what they've been teasing like going from what did they say like 70 to like over 120 fps supposedly i mean it sounds it sounds absurd right 
I mean, if it's even a fraction well, of that, it'll be worth it. If it gives you five yeah. FPS, it'll be worth it. That's the thing. Like, they didn't need to go, like, so overboard, I don't think. on. I mean, maybe. Who? It, just, it can't be, right? There's no chance. There's no way it's going to be that good. There's no way. Well, it's definitely possible. If it um, is, man, honestly. If it is even that. If it's 20 frames, the whole community will be crying out for joy. I tell you. It's, it's pretty cool technology. So someone actually asked um, in one of our comments in one of our videos if um what we think about the dlss and i've done pretty good amount of research i try to stay up to date on some of the hardware stuff and and from the you know graphics card companies and it's pretty cool technology so there's what's what it's called is um temporal scaling which i don't know what temporal means but um essentially it takes a you take a lower resolution resolution image, so like, you know, twelve eighty by seven twenty, and it upscales it to nineteen twenty by ten eighty, or or whatever you want to upscale it to. But it the upscaling method uses temporal scaling, which basically uses these Turing um, or tensor cores rather in the twenty series and thirty series graphics cards from NVIDIA. And this is an, an NVIDIA DLSS is a NVIDIA exclusive technology. You have to have a twenty series or thirty series graphics cards to use it, unfortunately, but it's because it does use those um cores exclusive to those family of cards. But yeah, it uses like some type of AI um learning upscaling. And I don't know if you got a chance to use it in the cycle frontier. Did you? I did, but the cycle kind of worked anyway. I think that there's, because it's already in like mm. Unreal, right? And it's it that engine works pretty well. And like on thirty mm -hmm. series cards, they just like they just own the cycle, so you just never have okay. any, you know you never run like I only run in sixty FPS anyway, so I'm not running like for you know one hundred forty four. Gotcha. So like there's just absolutely no possibility that that runs even at like ultra everything. Like it just runs above sixty no matter what. So it I didn't play around with it too much because it didn't make any difference. <laughs> okay let's see for me i have so i play in 1440p now with this monitor and i try to play an uncapped fps I, I like to get as close as i can to 144 frames so that way it matches the 144 hertz and i was having like pretty you know it wasn't really cutting it um just running natively at 1440p for the cycle so I did the DLSS thing, and it did give me a performance increase. I don't really remember what I set the resolution to, to like the the native into the upscale, yeah. but um, it was it it did help for sure. It gave me more performance, more frames, and I mean, there's there's a little bit of a issue with it's not really an issue. It's just part of the technology how it works. But there's kind of like ghosting a ghosting effect, if you will. So like mm -hmm. when you used your and the cycle frontier when you use those like iron sights that had like the the green or like the yellow um i don't know uh, irons or whatever and you would move it would have like a little bit of a ghosting effect which i got used to and and you know this is like across the board of the technology which i heard they've improved since then with their um, updates to it but nonetheless i just saw recently too someone took um what was it called the uh um death stranding um mm -hmm. and they had it in like <laughs> this super low resolution like i'm talking like like 480 by like 
you know, 352 or something. Like, just like, it just looked like yeah, yeah. mud on the screen. And they upscaled it to 720p, and it looked absolutely amazing. Like, it's, it's, really? it's, it's, yes. And, 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 and you get this, you basically don't lose, you lose some performance, but not a lot. You know what I mean? Like, you get the performance of that lower resolution, basically. So, like, the, the idea is, like, say you have, like, a, a 2060 graphics card and, you know, you're playing Tarkov now in, like, 1080p and maybe you get, like, I don't know, oh, I don't know, let's say, like, 80 frames, 90 frames. You could set it to, like, 720p, upscale it to 1080p, and you would get that 720p performance instead yeah. of just running natively. So, like... The way I see it is you could potentially, like, if you wanted to, you could also do, like, 1080p and upscale to 4K and, and get that 1080p performance. I don't know if a lot of people will do that, but it's, you, I think when they're showing that, that advert and they're saying, like, you know, crazy FPS and performance, what they're really saying is, like, this lower FPS, this is running in, in 4K. This higher FPS, this is running in 4K with DLSS enabled. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like not exactly. It's not like you're gonna cut it on and just get instant frames. It kind of depends on what you know. It's like it's always how you compare the the two, and, and you have to pick the right setting or whatever, up. right? Yeah, yeah. So, but nonetheless, I think it's a really cool thing. And another thing I want to talk about quickly is Nvidia has another feature that they rolled out not too long ago called NIS. And this is, I guess it stands for NVIDIA Image Scaling. I'm not too sure. Um, but it's open source, which means that you can use it across the board, no matter what type of graphics card you have. So if you have like an AMD graphics card or a NVIDIA graphics card or whatever, um, which I don't know how that works specifically. I haven't looked into it, but it is open source, so you can use it. And what it does is it's basically the same thing, right? It's image, you're, you're taking a lower resolution, you're scaling it up. But it doesn't have the, um, it's not as good as DLSS, obviously. But it still works pretty well, and I've been using it. And it's actually really impressive. So, again, I'm running, it 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 basically takes your native resolution, downscales it to, like, a weird resolution. So this is, like, I don't know, um, maybe, like, I have to look at it, but well, it, like it, it's not 14. It's that kind of thing, like, 936 by, like, one of those intermediary ones people use, maybe. Yeah, it's like it's a res it's not a common resolution. It's like in between 1080 and and 1440p. So it's like this just this weird series of numbers. You know what I mean? And it upscales it to 1440p, and it uses a little bit of like image sharpening. Um, and it looks really good. And I was doing some testing in offline mode, and I've been playing my around with my graphics settings as well, and I got. Like, dude, I think I went from like 100 FPS to like 190 FPS in offline factory. So it's like almost. Oh. But that that was that that was multiple things. I also just like completely disabled, um, completely disabled. What's it called? Post effects. Yeah, I I've heard about this for a while, and I haven't really looked into it in a long time. But just having post effects off. You save like for me, I save like thirty frames. Like, I you tried. Can have all... I tried yeah, having post effects off, and it didn't do it. Didn't do anything at all. Maybe I need to test it in like some more places. Maybe it depends where you are. But when I tested, I think I was on 
it was on part of like shoreline i think and i tested having post effects off just to see and i did it for a little bit and it didn't make any difference to my frames at all i had i was like outside shoreline and i had like 75 fps with the same like both both of them on, on or off it didn't make any difference to me at all maybe it's because i needed to like reload so let's make it, it it looked different on the screen though so i'm just like i'm really interested to see that like it made such a difference for you i've heard other huh. people talking about it too Although other people play without post effects. Also, when I had post effects off, it looked really bad. I hated it. I it does. It's like everything's really foggy for me. Yeah, it does look pretty bad. And well, I would say try it in in um, a more controlled environment. Like, I guess you want to get as much frames as possible so you can see the most difference. The other thing, too, do you play in a capped FPS? I assume not because you said you're getting 75. No, I yeah, I play it well. It, it goes infinite if you have reflex on, so there's no cap when you play. Okay, with, with reflex. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Well, um, well, I, let me ask you this too. Did you like actually check the box and uncheck the box? Yeah, I checked or did you turn off the sliders? The okay, I and check the actual overall thing. See, this is the crazy part because I what what I was noticing is like okay, so I'm gonna turn everything, all the values to zero or like you know default like saturation at 50 or or whatever yeah and then i immediately cut it off and then i just get you know an extra 30 frames like what like it's 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 got to be busted so but it Mm. it does like this is the unfortunate thing is like let's say you want a little bit of saturation but you don't want to use like if you do the i think the clarity probably eats up the most performance like if you have like zero clarity and you turn it to one i know it is the best no trust me yeah but if you turn it from like zero to like one, you just lose like ten frames, at least from 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 my setup. Um, but yeah, it is, it, it is clarity and like Luma Sharpen are like my two favorites. But for me, man, it was just like, dude, I just get way more performance just having it off. So what I do now is I have it off, and then I go like when I want to play Tarkov, I turn on image scaling in my Nvidia control panel, and then I turn on um up my digital vibrance by like 15 percent, so you get a, you get like a little bit of that saturation like more saturated colors and then i up my contrast a bit by five percent so like the the blacks are a little or the grays are a little bit blacker and, and whatnot and the whites are a little bit brighter but um that's that's yeah i say all that to say um you should check out uh image uh what is it nis from nvidia and um because not everyone's gonna have the ability to use i imagine like less than half of the people that's probably being really generous but i don't know for the tarkov i don't know how to like gauge tarkov hardware users but i imagine less than half the people are able to use take advantage of dlss which is unfortunate but from my experience nis is really good the other advantage is that it at least for my system i can't get if I run the game natively, I can't get the game to be an exclusive full screen mode. But using an IS, it basically forces the game an exclusive full screen mode, um, which is really nice because well, it has it ha- you have to run it in that for the technology to work. Also, mm-hmm. um, which basically means you just get a little bit better performance and a little bit less input delay. Um, yeah, check out NIS. Also, check out AMD's FSR. They're also going to be, um, was it super resolution? 
super fidel i forget but they have one where it's the same it's the same technology but just from amd and they're gonna they're working on making that um open source as well and um because right now i think it's ex it has to be implemented by the developers that are working on making it just like a generic thing that can be used across the board so check out those two technologies and yeah i you know thumbs up for me it, it's been like it's crazy because now i feel like when i scope in i can actually like play the game you know what i mean like before i would i like i like liked using a scope but i hate yeah. using a scope at the same time because it's just like dude i felt like i would get like 40 fps sometimes like 34 fps like it just felt so bad now i get like 55 fps which is like not great but <laughs> It's it's closer to sixty, and for me, sixty is like the bare minimum I can play a game. Like anything below sixty, it's just like oh, it's, something feels really off. So yeah, stuff starts feeling weird. I mean, yeah, not to not to go on about like hardware and settings too too long, but like I have some weird issues <laughs> in mine where um, my monitor is actually not the best monitor really, and I kind of want one that has like you know, G Sync or Free Sync or some 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 mm -hmm. kind of sync of some sort. I need need to still decide, but like on mine, if I if it runs at like fifty five FPS, despite having nvidia reflex on and everyone's saying oh yeah it basically is like you know doing whatever i get like weird screen tearing i actually noticed it even yeah. on like other people's um other people's like i think even like i saw it on it was either glorious or like one of landmarks videos or something uh, like lots of people just seem to get random screen tearing in Tarkov, regardless of like what they've got whether they should even get it or not it seems very odd and i do get it but i've just kind of got used to it i just don't really care because you only see it when you're moving really quickly and interestingly right. like, it's just because of the difference between like a recording coming out of the graphics card versus like what you see on the monitor like i it doesn't appear in the um in the recording so yeah um it doesn't really bother me that much because i'm not that fast when I'm actually playing. Like it's fine and I can deal with it. It's okay. And it's like completely non-existent on the on the gameplay recordings that I have. So, so funny the actual recording ends up being like a slightly better quality with, without the, uh, mm -hmm. the tearing than what I actually saw when I was playing. Just kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hyped for it. I'm probably yeah. not going to mess around with it just because like I would if it wasn't coming soon. Um, maybe if it's going to take like a couple of months. Then, then maybe I'll have a look at it and I ask whatever because like I also hate scoping in. I've taken to using a lot more red dots and things as I've got more sensitive to the performance because, as you say, when it goes down to forty or forty-five FPS, it just makes shooting people really hard. It feels like it feels kind of input delay. It's just like the whole thing just starts to feel horrible. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's um, it's not it's uh, it's not the best. So yeah, let's hope that this fixes everything and makes everything wonderful. We'll be playing it, you know over 150 fps on every map including lighthouse within the next three weeks i don't think that's the case <laughs> but you know the uh the, the copium is real the copium is real no i think it's it's a great feature um the other thing too is nvidia's releasing 3050 cards which is supposed to be like the entry level oh. and potentially um these will be less appealing to miners based off the specs so uh potentially so they may not be scalped as much they probably will be scalped but nonetheless if you can get your hands on one of those um it can use the dss feature and you could probably get a pretty pretty decent boost in performance which is always great man yeah more frames equals more gains you know what i'm saying i guess that's the thing like just like having a lower performance card that actually accesses these technologies would be would be awesome yes yep indeed um, and so I guess like it was the other big piece of news. So the other big piece that I had written down, there's a few things, but like the um, secure container changes continue. I know your favorite topic. Um, 
<laughs> got to get you got to get that one in there before before you get to uh, to say anything about it. But um, I mean, look, they're continuing the, to lock down the secure container. The club said they'll let me back in if I do a, a propaganda speech. <laughs> <laughs> I know you had your um, secure container haters card revoked. I think after you know you, yeah. you softened your opinion. But yeah, so now mags and grenades are now blocked for the containers. I, I think this is a change that a lot of the community have wanted for a long time. We've spoken about it multiple times here, just in passing um yeah. grenades in containers i'm kind of like sort of whatever about like i think it's fine on balance i think it's uh i wouldn't want them to revert it let's put it that way but i wasn't that bothered about it because i don't think people were like abuse is the wrong use of the words but you know like using it aggressively to um for benefit in a way that was not really intended and is detrimental to gameplay is the way that i would describe it but um but yeah mags i mean we know that mags have, have been you know bad for a long time especially when the full auto was super meta which maybe it not might not be so much now but that's kind of a different different conversation that we've talked about before mm-hmm. uh, previously players playing with high-end stuff high-end guns with very low recoil with 60 rounders two 60 rounds or 360 rounds but only one in the actual gun and then just running swapping into the rig and swapping out and cycling them through the secure container that's what this is really to prevent and um i think it's a great change i think pretty much everybody thinks it's a good change i'm sure there's a a small subset of people that don't like it because that's just the way of life but i think even the guys who used it the most probably do agree that it's like not the way that it really should be played like just being able to keep all of your meta ammo like secure um was not really the intention mm-hmm. like it's about the game's about risk reward and bringing in the stuff and if you bring in the good stuff then you risk losing the good stuff it's not about you know bringing in one mag of the good stuff and that's at risk and then everything else just is just your secure container and by the time somebody actually kills you you've probably had a firefight the mag's probably half empty anyway and there's like 15 rounds of m995 or something like late wipe and you're like man that sucks um because half the time the ammo is actually some of the most expensive part of the game yeah so i think it's uh i think it's good i think it's good yeah no i mean i'm for this change I, I, it's very interesting that they did this change to me but um the, on the topic of grenades i think what people were doing is they were taking the impact grenades and keeping them in the container so because those things were like sometimes valued at like 80k which is like that's a lot of value in a single slot dude yeah because you could only get them from the barter i think it's like the raid barter and maybe it's two raids or paids or whatever those that the little red oh, yeah, spray, spray can things yeah 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 um so yeah people would have them in there and like when the situation arises, just like okay take it out you know hockey it throw it kill the guy um it's like it's basically the same thing as the mags but yeah i think it's a it's an interesting change because it's like you know um it's i saw someone said <laughs> great they're finally screwing over the chat i'm just like oh my god really why do we always devolve like they're probably just having you know a bit of a laugh but it's like why why do we always have to devolve to rat like come on like to me this was just clearly just a balance issue like it wasn't like chat like oh my god if if you had i don't know it's just like a mid-max thing if if the most valuable, like the most expensive stuff in your kit is your your ammo and your mags. You know what I mean? Like if I have sixty rounders full of a Golnik, why should I not put it in my container? Like it makes zero sense to not. You know what I mean? So I don't. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's. I think it's a a good change. It's a definitely 
it's like a I describe it as like a nerf to PvP and also a buff to PvP, depending on which side of the equation you're on. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like and it's one of those changes that I think is good because it's a nerf to kind of high-end PvP. You know, it means people who are using the more expensive gear, more expensive ammo specifically in this particular case, will lose more money. <laughs> Flat out. So the cheaper rounds you bring, the less money you lose. Right. Um, and a lot of people just weren't doing yeah. that at the lower levels because it just wasn't even worth doing the cycling through because the rounds just aren't that much. But it means people will actually lose a decent amount of stuff now. It's it's interesting the way that they're going with the secure container. It's funny because they seem to be targeting certain things um, because I, I think it's been spoken about in a few other places, but um, chat convinced me to buy a, a injector case. And I think they were only 600 <laughs> or 700K. And... Um, it's it's interesting because you've kind of got them like they've, they're taking with one hand and giving with another. And the injector case, I think, is pretty busted. <laughs> now, yes, on the topic, so busted. While we're on the topic of secure containers, I, <laughs> dude, I think that thing's nuts. Like one slot. I've been wanting to talk tins. about this. Like it's actually insane, you know, because normally you'd dude. pretty much always you'd keep, especially if you've got like um, EOD, you pretty much like one of your slots in your EOD container is usually a stim of some kind normally um like it, it may or may not be but like usually people either keep like a propotol in there or like an etg or like an sj6 or a mule or, or something right people keep something in there but now instead of you know and it's like having you know painkillers or whatever but like now you just have this one slot item and then it's just like a world of a world it's of a, stims appear and um it's again it's, it's kind it's of a, interesting because like yeah it's like okay well we're nerfing the skill container for like mags and whatever we're giving you this really awesome item which now allows you to just like be a complete stim junkie, but then we haven't implemented the thing yet to deter you from using stims. So now I'm literally just injecting myself every five seconds. You know what I mean? It's like, I want yeah. addiction and stuff. I think they should have added the addiction and the stims case at the same <sighs> time. That would have been neat. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but um, I think like the stims case is just like, it's just crazy, crazy good at the moment. Yeah. yeah it's, I don't know. For me, like, I see as like the the change for blocking secure containers and also the addition of the injector case, both like positives for like pushing the locking down the secure container thing <laughs> because it's just like okay, it's like how many restrictions do we have on the secure container? You know, it's like you can't put armor, you can't put well, I think you can put some armors, which we'll just call a, a slip up on their part. You can't put helmets, you can't put guns, you can't put certain attachments. Uh, you can't put mags now. You can't put grenades. Like it's just, it's like the most. I think of it as like a. Let's say you're you're playing like a competitive game of Yu-Gi-Oh, like an actual competition, and instead of them being like, okay, you will allow like this OP card, but here's like a giant list of restrictions. Like, okay, if you draw it the first turn, you can't use. It. You have to put it back in the deck and shuffle it. You know, you can only have one per. You know, instead of having this yeah. giant list, let's just ban the card completely because it's just so busted. That's kind of how I see the container because they have like just a giant list of restrictions. Like we're gonna make this thing work no matter how hard we try. But anyways, the ejector case. Oh my god, dude, the thing is so busted. I was playing Shoreline. I found four propitals in a single room. I'm like, well, that's seventeen k, seventeen k, seventeen k, seventeen k. Just like I don't know how they didn't see this as like. I don't know, man. I, I could like I could like split this so many different ways, but to me it's effectively a secure container upgrade. Like that's literally all it is. Pretty much. And it's 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 just so busted, man. Like honestly, 
I probably am not using it to its fullest value. Like I only I have like one mule, one one SJ6, one um green stem, and then one adrenaline, which I think I'm gonna like stop doing the adrenaline because it just doesn't seem like I think it's 60 HP, like 60 healing, and like 10 recoil control skill, like maybe 10 endurance, 10 strength, but it, it lasts for like 60 seconds. Like it just it kind of just seems like it's not that great. I mean, it removes pain. I don't know. It, yeah, it's I, kind of like I mean, a middle is... ground between the ETG and the Propotol, right? But it's kind of like, you know, if you want to have pain uh... removed, you just use the Propotol. If you want to heal yourself, use the ETG. Like, why, why would you use You're, it? Yeah, it's maybe like middle ground is being too generous. It's a, it's like a, a baby version of both. I don't know. It It is cheap, but um, I have noticed like the Zagustans have gone up in price off the flea market. And I think that kind of makes sense because now that you can carry it in the injector case, you know, if you get in a really bad firefight, it's like you pop the green stem, you pop the Zagustin to stop all the bleeds, you know, maybe you pop Propotol also, and then you start repairing yourself and then you're back to full. And by the time you finish your repairs, Oh man, dude, <laughs> this item is so busted. I'm sorry. And you know, what's crazy. Did you know the key card holder? It can go inside a docs case. Um, so you have a 16 slot that opens up into another 16 it's like slot. It's a literal Russian doll secure container situation. Dude, going on. I That's just like the most like, accurate description. Here's, here's going to be the meta. You go to labs or you go to Shoreline. You, uh, you just fill up your injector case full of stems. Like you hit black, you just fill it up full of stems. Like you just take a pistol and just, I don't know, man. It just, it just seems kind of busted. I don't even know how they would like, like to me, what would make more sense, at least in my mind, is, you know, you have the the injector case and let's just say it just can't go in the secure container. But you can carry it on your PMC, right? Just make it way cheaper, like super barters and just have like, you know, it's super common, it spawns commonly and all this stuff. Like just make it a very common item. So it's not like this, like one-time purchase that like permanently upgrades your character you know what i mean just make it way more common that way it has like it still has value but it's not like this like i said this one-time transaction type of thing <laughs> it's yeah. just i i honestly just i i like i'm glad they did it because i think it like helps showcase the container issues but at the same time it's just like i think it's probably gonna it's probably not gonna get changed in this wipe so it's probably just going to be meta for a while. Like, I think I'm going to do two ETGs, maybe two Propotols, definitely a Mule, definitely a um, Zagustin, maybe two Zagustins, and then definitely an SJ6. And um, yeah, just literally, that's the, that's, that's the meta the now. I think nuts about it though, right? Like, it leaves you with so much space in there. You could take like, you can take so yeah. you can take so many stims. It's crazy, and then it's great for looting too because it's like it's half full. You have all oh, yeah. the stims that you need, and then you can just continue to put more in there. It's a very strange thing. I I think that either which way of going about it would be good. First, the one that you said, you make it like I'm in my mind. I'm thinking like you make it like 15k or something because then it's like yeah. something you have to buy. But you know, people who are basically playing kind of high level they'll just buy it and that's that's just that's fine and they just have the injector case on them and just you know have a full sim stacked in there or something or i mean i'm amazed i just am amazed at the the map space i thought there was going to be like four 
or maybe like three or something. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it's more interesting an item as like two, three, four, that kind of range. Like four is maybe too many because like two, maybe there could be two or something. I don't know. Maybe you have like two different types. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> but like, I just like, given that you could just take everything and still have space to loot, there's like, we've talked about this a million times, right? It's just like the general principle of make people make difficult choices. I would almost quite like a, 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 uh, a container that just has like, it just has two slots. It's just us two, and people would still people would use that still, you know, two or three slots. People would still use it. Like right now, it's an obvious use because, yeah, it's just like it's so many slots. It's crazy not to get it. But I think like yeah, two, three, or four. I'm not really sure exactly where, but people would still use that, and maybe not make it as expensive. But then it's like okay, well, do I want to bring stims if I can only bring two stims in one slot? Do I even want to do that? Do I want to bring something else? Like I don't know, because then it's more interesting. But um. Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty crazy. And like, yeah, the labs, the labs cards holder thing, because it's really just for labs, right? Like the cards holder that goes in the docs case. It's just like, it's it's just. Uh, it is, but it's. Funny. Yeah, this is a weird thing because, like, if you ever had a crazy raid where you found like multiple lab cards, it's just like now they go inside the docs case that goes inside the labs card holder. Like I bring it on customs just in case, you know. Like maybe I find one labs card off a boss, but if I ever find like two off a player scab, and it's like, you know, it's just extra, yeah, extra loot. Just kind of looting. I don't mind about the the lab the card key the key holder case as much. I don't mind it as much because it's like it's much less like just much less much less useful. Um, I think that's the thing. It's like when you're running, yeah, the load. Yeah, labs, you end up with like a ton of cards and things. And so, yeah, I can kind of see it. It's fine. But it's got like very specific uses, whereas, like, yeah, injector cases, like, it's, it's super good. So, I don't know. Maybe this is, the, this is the wipe of the stims, right? This is the wipe of the junkies. Oh, for sure. I think, constantly. absolutely. I don't use the Gustin enough, actually. I don't, I don't even have one in there at the minute just because I forgot about it. But I should, Me neither. I should have put one in there because sometimes when you're just like I... two heavies and a light and you're like, and your health is just like hemorrhaging away, sometimes you just. Phew, slam that in like yeah. it's never been worthwhile for me to use one before i know some people do like them and use them and have done previously but yeah now that you can take one with you for free then like why not you know right yeah i i can see the value because i got into a crazy fight on interchange like just chaos broke out like as soon as you come up the the main entrance mm-hmm. that little where like those barricades are at there was just fight a fight going on there i like came in like third party and then i like rotated all the way around and killed another guy they killed another, and then I got shot at, and I managed to kill that guy. And then it's like I there's like bodies everywhere, but I I know there's like one more. Like there's always more, you know what I mean? And there was one last guy, and he had like SVD, and we got to this really long firefight. And I mean, it was I loved it because you know it wasn't like boom, you know, I like he just like one tapped me, you know what I mean? Or like boom, I one tapped him. It was like very back and forth. It was really fun, but I used the green stem previously because i got really messed up so that was gone um my my legs were black like one of my arms was black i think by this time i was a chicken nugget just head and head and helmet from fighting this guy so i used a i was bleeding but we were like on the opposite side of each other from the wall like i was in one store and he was in the other store and, we, and you know all we had to do was just walk out in the hallway and peek and then we would see each other um so I was like trying to heal, but I didn't want to like commit to the heal because I had a heavy bleed because I didn't want to get pushed. I was like, oh, I'll use an adrenaline. As soon as I popped the adrenaline, I died <laughs> from a bleed. Oh, because <laughs> I guess I didn't have enough. Like I was like critically low. Like yeah. he was hurting too. I could hear him breathing. But if I had probably a Zagustin, 
and an extra ETG, I probably would have been fine. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's that topic. <laughs> the, the injector case meta. Dude. I'm curious to see where <clears throat> where it will go because they have they did the mag and grenade black from containers, which is interesting. And um, I don't know, man. Like I almost feel like the same logic applies. Like if the logic was um let's say the logic is they're putting valuable stuff in the containers and if they die no one gets access to that i remember playing woods last swipe and fighting getting into an early fight with a bunch of like pmcs and i killed them all but i was super messed up right it was like a team of three or something and i already used all my heals so i'm like man i gotta see if these guys have heals because i'm bleeding None of them had heals because the, all their heals were in their container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, does the same logic apply there? You know, I don't know. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a very interesting concept. It is, yeah. I, I think in some ways is is in some ways it's going to be kind of fun just to see like what people end up using because people only use like very specific selection of the stems and the rest of them they just sold. So. Um, <laughs> It's, it's going to be interesting to see what people use because I was thinking about some of the other ones. There's like the stim that has been, it, it became topical for a while because of, uh, you know, the one that, um, I can't remember, is it like meltdown or something? The one that reduces all the damage by 10%. Yes. Yes. And that became topical because they had to isolate the head out and say not the head because people were like not getting headshot by like actually loads mm. of rounds because it like hit that critical threshold. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see if the people do start using other ones that are more situational that you just like you bring with them. Um, so maybe that's, Maybe that's what we should be looking out for, just to see like whether there's any kind of random uses. Because now people are going to be bringing more stims; they're going to be finding like other ones that are uh, better for certain specific things, but you wouldn't bring them as a one slot. Do you know what I mean? Like, or you wouldn't take them in every raid, something like that. So, yeah, we might see new, more interesting things out of stims themselves before potentially the whole situation gets nerfed a bit. I don't know. Yeah, even three by three that container is amazing. Well, I feel like, as you mentioned, yeah, I I think you're even three by three. I would still probably use it. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I think Augustine has gotten a spot a spike. I don't know if it was a fluke in the market, but it was like thirty k to um, buy off the market, which historically it's been like the same price as you could sell it to therapist for, which is like seventeen or sixteen k. So I I do feel like Augustine has gotten a um more uh use because of this addition makes sense i can definitely see that yeah and maybe we'll see some more use cases from other stems yeah exactly um what else has happened i mean i guess like one point just to quickly touch on the the vsv basically removed loads of data from the client side so people can't data mine anymore they said they might do this and they've done it so it's like item loop chance and stuff like that like boss i think you can still see boss spawnings i think but anyways like it's mostly item looting chances and like where they spawn what crates they spawn in what maps they spawn on are the chances for those Mm -hmm. to spawn that's all disappeared now so people can't data mine that anymore i mean whether you feel you know that you like that or you don't like that it's just it's the way though they've never been 
um well they've always i should say they've always been transparent about that that's the way that they wanted the game to be with the information being yeah hidden and people like circulating i, I sort of get it i, I do get it you know? yeah they want for to, sure like, information circulating in rumors whatever oh we found this here and you know the community does find the good spots you know it's like the lockers on interchange or whatever like someone finds it and the news spreads like wildfire like people people always yeah. figure out if there's like a random spot that's like um you know what it would actually be a really interesting kind of almost um social sandbox do you know what i mean like if you wanted to do mm-hmm. like uh, some kind of experiments about like information flow and the way that uh, information works within like populations and things you just like put a loot spawn in and just see how long it takes people to find it and like when when people do find it like how quickly people then go and loot it and, like how fast that information spreads it'd actually be kind of like kind of cool to see that i guess they are sort of implicitly doing that by making the changes and watching the player base but um i'd be interested to know what analytical tools they actually have to like look at what happens and they obviously have some just anyway and also because they produce those stats at the end but i'm sure there's all sorts of stuff that they could build to look at various things on their side it'd be fascinating to get kind of that inside of info for a bit just to see but uh yeah maybe maybe we're all rats after all you know just running around in this russian sort of psychological trauma simulator and we're just it's just a big science experiment who knows Hey, what's up, guys? In today's YouTube video, I'm going to show you this crazy loot spawn I found on Shoreline. So it's on top of this hill in the clearing, out in the open. You look down at the ground, you can see there's a Bitcoin. <laughs> Meanwhile, from 100 meters away, Church sits with his Mosin. <laughs> and the rangefinder. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, yeah, I pretty much have a very similar opinion what you have i mean it's it's not really fun when you can pull up the wiki and just have i mean i do it but you know it's not really fun when you lose you lose something we've talked about this before you know that first experience without any guys or anything and you discovering everything is very unique um so and i I think especially for loot spawns like this makes the most sense to me like i don't like yeah i don't know (laughs) it's a tough one because it's part of me would say that having everyone you know having all the information there and having like equal opportunity would be like a good thing but in the same vein it's like also it is kind of cool to have like you know you found something like this crazy loot spawn on on uh lighthouse or whatever and then it's like you now have that information like what do you do with it you know knowledge is power type of things i don't yeah it's it's all interesting stuff so yeah it's just a different style really it's just a just a different style Yeah, so I think that's it. Was there anything else like news wise? I think that was I think that was most of it. I think that was most of what actually happened in the in the past week. Because everyone's just been like drop centric and you know the right, celebrations right. carrying on. I think is it Russian Christmas today or was it yesterday? I think it might be today. Uh, um, yeah. I think it might be today as well. I think, I think it's today. ending. And then at some point they're gonna get rid of the Christmas tree and Santa. I mean, I've mm-hmm. actually not really run into Santa. I ran into him once on Factory, but I was I can't even remember what I was doing. I was running around with a shotgun and I kind of recognized him straight away somehow because I thought I was going to die, but I didn't get shot at. And it was just the way he moved. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's weird. And I went right up to him and he just like didn't drop anything for me. And I was just like, God damn it, Santa. Um, and so he was like, <laughs> that was the only time I'd seen him. But like, you could so easily shoot him and so many people have. It's just kind of like, it, now it's just kind of annoying. I just sort of want the game to go back to normal. I just give it to Santa, give it to the yeah. weird. You know, the, the scabs dancing around looking at the sky. Although... That said, I have had some quite fun interactions with the tree on customs because I was doing a lot of dorms runs, dorms two, and doing various quests and stuff. 
And I actually started doing the first Vishala one just because I had to go over there anyway. For um, I was doing the Dorm's kills for for Jaeger. And I was like, well, I need to kill Vishala anyway. And sometimes he spawns over there. And but him and his guards get like sucked into the tree dance as well. And I went and mm-hmm, when I went mm-hmm. in the, into into these raids, I literally had Vishala spawn like three raids in a row, which was completely wow. insane. And like the one time yeah. I think I got killed by them. And the second time I got like third partied. And then the third time did actually manage to, to win. But um, I picked up an impact grenade off some dude and like chat was like egging me on trying to like throw this impact grenade at the tree. <laughs> I don't think it killed any of them. I was like, what is this? This is like crazy. So I think like the progressive nerfs that they've made to the impact grenades definitely have made some difference. I mean, the, the first, I actually tried it twice. The first time I took one with me and um, everyone was like, oh my God, you're so brave. Because I, I literally threw the impact grenade through an unbroken window at them at the at the tree and everyone was like the chat took like a collective gasp was like <laughs> so i did it and it didn't go off through the pain which was uh thank god i think because i was yeah. so close because i think there's a tiny little um there's a tiny yeah, little yeah, delay yeah. isn't there it doesn't like it doesn't if you just let go and it immediately hits something it doesn't go off straight away it's very very quick you can't i don't think you have enough time to run but mm-hmm. you have enough time to realize that you've made a mistake um but anyway the nade did manage to clear the window and um and go out the first one was really short and then i got killed by someone else and then the second raid i did I managed to get like quite a good throw out of it and they all just went and just like started shooting at me i don't think i killed any of them with it and i was like oh that sucks but i guess they've got such massive health pools yeah Couldn't really see where i was throwing it because um you have to just be so careful not to aggro them there's like they're all dancing around this tree and stuff and i just kind of lobbed it and then just ran um but uh, yeah there was like third party set like guy who was like shooting at them from the outside and i was actually inside i went like all the way around and went through the bottom like window of three-story where you go into that bathroom thing if you're going through the outside window and um i managed to kill two of the guards and then rashala himself on the stairs and the other guy who's like sort of third partying my like original grenade blast he was taking on two of the the guards outside and i just like scuttled in like crab like <laughs> yoinked the golden tt and was just like just like you took the car extract and disappeared so i managed to get that quest done actually because he had the tt on him which is very 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 cool because um sometimes that quest can be a bit annoying never as bad as i think actually but that one it's good to get done it's nice when he has the tt because he doesn't always spawn with it i don't think um, and it's like if you kill him and he's just got like the PL or something, you're like, really? Like it's hard enough to get in and yeah. kill the guards and get to a Charlemagne and get to his body and then you yeah. uncover him and it's like only a certain chance that he's even in the raid and then he doesn't have the golden TT. You, I, I feel a bit robbed by that. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was nice to get one done. But I, like once the Christmas trees are gone, I think it'll be good. It's just kind of weird having the scavs dance around and. Um, I'm also incredibly bad at actually hitting headshots while they're dancing around in that circle. I don't know why. It's something about the circle that they do and like trying to predict that movement. I'm just like, I just can't, I cannot, I cannot shoot yeah. them, Church. I cannot shoot them. Oh boy, dude. I've, I've shot so many scabs in the head and they just tank headshots. It's actually really that, that change that they did and make them mm-hmm. some scabs have more HP. It's kind of like, I don't know. They have Plus, like, they still only have 40 HP on the head though at max, I, I, if I understand it correctly. I thought it was 45. Is it 45? I might be remembering wrong. I don't, I actually I might be we'll have to pull, wrong. We'll have to, like, we'll have to pull it up. I'll have to pull it up. I'll see if I can find it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes scabs are super, super tanky. Maybe that's actually, it's an important topic to talk about. Did we discuss this previously? No, but before we do that, I, well, we did talk a little bit about scabs, but I did want to talk about, um, the Christmas event 
and I would sort of want to like commend them for what they did. Like I'll say I'm not the biggest fan of Sano just because you lose so much rep for him and rep is already like extremely hard to get. It feels like anyways, like I don't like I had I'm trying to think I don't even think I had like positive sorry, I don't even think I had like one whole rep, like point zero zero. I think I was like point seven or point six. And now I'm like negative point five and as we know, or negative point seven, as we know, the penalties are like extremely aggressive. So I'm I think I'm now I'm like gonna be on like a thirty minute timer going from like twenty to thirty, or maybe it's more, which like it just yeah, like the scaling's really rough on the negative side. Um like people that are at negative seven <laughs> they have two hours on their scav timer. And that also affects your um scav case as well, if you build it in your hideout. Yes, which is insane. So like like I was watching um Sheaf's stream and he's like, Yeah, I'm just not gonna play my like my scav is just done this way. Like I'm just not I'm not doing the scav case and all that stuff because it's just like, dude, you would have to play 700 raids to get it like neutral because each survive is 0.01, I think. Yeah, it's, as so a small. it's so small. And you have to wait two hours in between your raids. Like that's in like, dude, it's just like, yeah, no shot. So I feel really bad for the people that have like Omega negative. <laughs> karma <laughs> um thankfully i have only killed santa once but um what i was gonna say is i liked how they did this event because you know the santa's actually pretty cool you can drop him items and he'll drop you stuff and the other cool part is they added quests for this event and one of the quests is called bad santa where you wear a santa beard a santa hat and a santa backpack and you kill pmcs and i ran into someone who was dressed like Santa and they shot at me. So I immediately knew that, you know, I, I, I like we kind of just like walked into each other and we'd like kind of like stared at each other for a second. And then he shot first and cause there was other players around. So I kind of knew like what's happening. I, I don't know if he was on bad Santa, but I think he, they might've been like setting up a trap. Like, Hey, I'm Santa and like friendly PMCs. Oh, cool. Look, it's Santa guys. Like trying to make an environment where it's like, Oh yeah, we're friendly. Let your guard down. Bang, 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 bang. but i liked i was gonna say i liked how they set it up because with voip and bad santa quests and the santa events you can sort of see like someone like role-playing santa and then killing you to get their quest done like it's kind of i think that's kind of cool how they how they did that so um kind of a unique quest in my opinion but um yeah i do do think that's decent i just don't find that you don't you don't see santa enough you don't see him dead enough to be able to take his stuff it's not worth killing him so it's like, how do you ever pose? Yeah, him? I don't know. Like, I I haven't found enough stuff to actually even really start. I didn't bother with most of the Christmas quests, to be honest. But um, yeah, I don't even think you can yeah. buy his backpack. Off I the wish they'd market. be like lying around the tree or something to give you more opportunities to actually kind of do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just don't know. I don't think enough people participated in it because it was kind of. I mean, it was, they weren't that easy. Um, so I, I feel right. that potentially they could have like just enhanced the accessibility and maybe you'd have got more of those moments because it would have, I agree, it would have been kind of cool. I can see what they were going yeah. for with the setup and stuff, but I think just like the implementation was maybe just like, it was just a bit too, not difficult, but it was just a bit kind of unlikely for people to meet each other like, yeah. like, in those situations. But like, it, it makes sense. Like, it's cool. I, I, I get what they're going for and it, I, I like it. Yep. 
I, I, kudos to BSG for trying that. I think it's cool. And uh, hopefully they can improve it in the future. Because I, I, I think it's sort of a unique quest. And I, I wish they'd do more of it. Speaking of quests, we'll jump back to AI in a second. But I noticed that they added tons of new Lighthouse quests, right? Mm. Like I have probably like 20 Lighthouse quests just waiting. I'm going to go there real soon. Um, because I noticed that a lot of the barters and some non-barter items are locked behind quests now. A lot of them. Case in point, the foul is you can't purchase off Peacekeeper anymore. You have to do one of the random quests, like on Lighthouse, I think, to be able just to buy it for dollars. I'm pretty sure anyways. Yes, there's like the the big one I want to do on Lighthouse is a Ragman task and it unlocks the tri-zip. And I assume it's the purchase, not the barter. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the case. So that's on my list. Yeah, there's there's even like mechanic barters, like the the weird AKs are like like they're modded, you know what I mean? Or like the SA58s that are modded, they're locked behind a lot of those quests too. Um, they've done this for a lot of items, like the AACP, the really good class six barters locked behind the quest. Uh, so it's interesting because now it's, it's, you know, generally it used to be mostly a level requirement and like some quests, you know, you do X amount of quests, you get enough rep, you do, you, you're at the right level, then you get, you know, the, the ragman unlock and you get all these new things or whatever. But now it's a little bit more like, okay. You got to do more quests to unlock these additional barters, you know? So it's like you, like, there's a, a proper task. I don't remember which one, but if you do it, you unlock the big broccoli or couch backpack. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that's like a proper four barter, and it's like a quest that's like really early on. I can't remember which one it is. I, sh- I kind of want to look it up, but um, yeah, in- anyways interesting change that they've done nonetheless i think yeah i do think i do think it's interesting it's like it's pushing people even further it's like you know that this wipe has got it's like kind of what i've said to other people about this wipe in general like nothing has changed and everything has changed at the same time like the mm-hmm. game broadly feels the same but just like the whole structure of the game functionally has shifted in in such a way right with the lack of all the level four, five and six is on the flea and all of the high tier ammo is on the flea and then stuff getting locked behind quests instead it's kind of like pushing the traders and the quests like even harder you know bp was always yeah. behind quests previously but now it's like so many things like you say the acpc people are saying is behind like this you know peacekeeper one of his quests is quite late on um it's an interesting change i'm not sure at the moment i'm kind of in the state of like i'm just going with it and we'll just see and i guess if you have enough quests i kind of like in some ways that there's a lot of quests because you can kind of pick and choose the rewards that you want based on the things that you mm-hmm. do which I think is sort of all right. Like, it's more annoying for me when it's like super linear and you're like, well, I need, I want this thing, but it means I need to do these eight quests in a row. I kind of like a branching tree where, you know, there's some, especially sort of later on where there's like a, maybe, you know, a couple of quests in a row, maybe, but there's like three or something, but there's like lots of different branches. You say, well, I want this. So I only have to do these three. I want to do this one. I have to do these three. It's less appealing to me if it's like, oh, I want to get the, ACPC, but it's 15 quests in a string. You think, well, it's just too far. Right? I'm gonna, I'll get it later. Um, I'll, I'll pick something else that's like an easier path. So depending on, I haven't actually looked to see exactly what is where and how those, how those paths kind of work in terms of progression when you get them, like what you need to complete to get there. And with these mm-hmm. new lighthouse ones, it kind of looks like 
you know, we've both got a ton of quests on Lighthouse. Um, I've got loads in there that I haven't even started or really looked at. But that's much more like what I'm saying, where you can pick and choose whichever ones you want out of there, because you just get like all of them unlocked just by level, it seems. Um, I'm sure there's like ones that are one moves on to another, but I don't think it's anywhere near as deep as some of the traditional quests in the game, you know, like Prapple's original quest line and then all of the ones for Punisher. Um, I imagine it's probably not like that, but we'll have to see. It's going to be, going to be interesting. But yeah, I, don't, I don't know right now whether I think this is good or bad to have the stuff locked behind the tasks. I'm my, my, I don't know. The jury's out on, on it at this point. I don't really have sure. strong feelings either which way. Maybe it makes it slightly more interesting. Maybe, but I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. certain yet. Yeah, I, I agree on that point. Uh, we should, um, we had a call in. Oh, yes. One of our viewers. And I think it's since we're talking about progression stuff, I think it'd be a good opportunity to share that with everyone. And yeah, we can see what they have to say. Do you have the clip, good sir? I, I do. I do. Should we use our super high technological yes. solution that we have of the three, two, one, go? How about how about that? Yes. We <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's start playing the clip now then. Morning, guys. Jumble Stillskin here. I wanted to speak about the inertia feature, really. Um, I love it. Really, really good. Um, it really rewards players like me because I tend to be one of these people that move from cover to cover. I'm, I, I plan my route through the map, especially things like woods, places like woods, customs. I know exactly where I want to go and where my cover is. Uh, I've caught out so many players with the inertia feature where I've managed to get a shot at them. Uh, they haven't been able to react because they can't stop on a dime anymore. And that is so important now that when you get shot, you need to know where your cover is because turning, stopping, it's just too slow now. You need to be able to just leg it straight to the next cover and try and get safe. Anyway, guys, another great podcast. See you later. Cool. Cool. That was uh, Jump Old Siskin. Thanks for uh, calling and sending that message. You can, if you want to get featured on the show, feel free to hit us up on anchor.fm slash scavtalk and hit send us a message. So, inertia. Yeah, man. Um, I kind of I feel similarly in that the, the core of what he was saying there is, you know, you, you just get, man, you, you're out in the open, you get shot, you get heavily punished now because you just can't. We, I mean, we talked about this for a little bit, but I, you know, my, my thing with the old system, the old movement was just that it was, um, I don't want to say too easy because, you know, not everyone's like, maybe this is your first FPS game, but in my opinion, it was just like the default was like tap, you know, strafe left and right and, and shoot people. Now it's, it, it is a little bit difficult, you know, cause I think the difficulty part, like I've heard some people describe, you know, the new inertia is great for players like me. And I think what they could mean by that, I might be wrong, but I think that the old system, because you could instantly go, you know, left or right instantly, if you had two players that were like close up and they were strafing back and forth and they were shooting each other full autoing with like the the blurry vision when you get hit, you know, you're, you're 
gun getting kicked up. Plus, she got to like you're tr- trying to track them, which is like insanely hard because they're literally moving instantly in the other direction. Like ninety percent games don't work like that. If they do, they use it's it's usually not like Tarkov guns. It's usually like quake, like rocket launchers, laser beams. You know, it's it's different. Um, so you have to like you're trying to track them, which is insanely hard, and you're also trying to do that while you're also strafing so like for like extremely high skill players i could see how you know they could like build up that skill set it's still really hard but and then now that that's gone away it's like made it way more um accessible i guess because yeah i mean even you know i don't consider myself like a god game well (laughs) i am a god gamer but you know i'm not like the god gamer okay (laughs) but (laughs) but it was it's very hard to track people when you get in those firefights and because of the blur vision and your gun getting knocked up it can kind of feel like a, a coin toss but um i think now it's it's uh now that's gone away i don't know i like i think it's better and i think that's what people mean is that before it was like at the very top level it was just like really hard because you had like this really crazy mechanic and it was really busted um but also made it really hard to to fight those people at the same time whereas now that that's gone you get super punished man if you like if you white peak and you know you don't kill them basically you (laughs) you you know you're punished so and I, i like that like i like how it's taken that broken, you know, I don't think that was ever meant to be in the game, but it's taken that and sort of like corrected it where now you do, you're going to get punished assuming that they hit their shots. And I think that's definitely made the game better. I've actually been really surprised that a lot of people saying that they like inertia, like from, from every, from every range. Um, I think like day one, there was a lot of like adjustment difficulties, but yeah, the general consensus from what I've seen, has just been like, yeah, this is, this is a great thing. And I, and I think a lot of people like it because it does sort of like make the firefights a lot more interesting and not just like jiggle spam, whoever holds mouse one and tracks better first. Like it makes, I don't know. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's Good stuff. Um... It really, it really, it really has changed the game up. I mean, now that we've had like some serious time to digest it, and everybody's got used to it, and it doesn't feel like you're piloting a boat anymore, um, dude. I was like editing some footage. Actually, it reminded me because I was, I was actually doing. Um, I've got like some clips in there from from the VPO, and I'm actually talking about like doing the the thing on Factory, which I've ended up already mm-hmm. doing, and I haven't actually released the video yet, which is kind of funny. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do about that because it's kind of like the timelines now in the wrong sequence because I didn't expect to get to that quest so soon you know do you know what i mean um yeah i I was editing some footage from last wipe because i was like oh well i don't have that footage yet so i'll look at it from last wipe and i was like have i like sped because sometimes i speed up my player for like doing certain things and i was like is my player sped up and i was like oh no everything's actually normal (laughs) speed and he was literally just watching back like 12 have you watched back any 12 11 like close range fights like now after playing 12 12 for a while dude it's freaky it's freaky watching it i genuinely thought my player was on 1.25 times genuinely like I was looking in the controls to see where I'd sped it up and it was at normal speed. And I was astounded. I was like, okay, I feel like I've got used to inertia now already. And watching how it used to be, 
like it's it is mental it's actually really really crazy how it, how it was like it was a vpo fight with apm in office and around the stairs and like the dudes like we're, we're just like jiggling through doorways like it's it was just like crazy i mean it's super this is the thing like it's super high octane i think some people have said that it changes the game and that the high tier like the really really high-end fights especially ones on like labs or whatever are not as like high octane as they were i don't think and i don't like i'm not a super high school player so you know i'm not really qualified to talk about this but i can't imagine that it's going to be less skillful i just think it changes the way that the fights kind of like look and play out you know what i mean because yeah still, for sure there's still i feel like there's still enough skill ceiling in there for the good players to differentiate yeah. from from lower skill players so which is fine maybe at the top top level maybe is slightly less i don't know well you'd have to ask somebody like glorious or landmark or somebody who's like actually cracked and insane um mm. but i do think it makes the fights more like real in some ways like it was fun like i mean i honestly i was i was a frequent visitor of uh, glorious's twitter feed front page of watching his like his like jiggle peak like one taps because they were absolutely yeah. insane to watch like it was great content to watch <laughs> but like to be on the other end of that it's just like it's not really a firefight right it's like someone just like you know he's got very 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 good at it and props to him for basically finding you know an, a, an extremely efficient way to de- deal with your enemies like they don't even see you on the yeah. screen it's kind of a combination of the lean being incredibly quick and desync and all the other stuff in, in EFT, right? It's a combination of all those things together, which makes it incredibly effective tactic. If you're a good player and a good shot and you can, you know, you can predict where your mouse is going to be after you do the lean, you know, you lean the, the, the tiniest crack of them appears and you fire and then they're dead and they didn't even see you. Like it's mental. I've definitely seen some clips from the other side of players where like they're literally in the corridor and they hear someone and then they stop and they peek out and then they just die. And you don't like you gen like they don't even appear for a single frame. So all of all of that stuff has kind of gone away. And I think the peaker's advantage thing, I haven't heard anybody talking about peaker's advantage for a little bit. Maybe because we've been distracted with other stuff and with the new wipe and all the new features that are coming. But I tried to peek somebody with the jiggle peak lean and I got my face torn off. So it is nowhere near as strong as it used to be. Like you can't just like you can't just like peek and get free shots on people anymore. Um the peak is slow enough that like if they are set up in a position, peak's advantage or no peak's advantage, right? They can still shoot you in the head and, and you will die because they're already lined up. You've still if you're peaking, you've still got to predict where they are going to be. Unless you're really, really, really good, then you might have to adjust your aim slightly. And that small, like tiny microsecond of a delay, regardless of ping, ends up with me getting killed. So it feels um it feels better. I think the fights feel more realistic. And it's kind of as you were saying with the wide, the wide swings like before, you could kind of you were at the corner. And then you pre-fire and pull out. And then as you're halfway mm-hmm. through the mag, you then just insta turn around and pull back in again. And the, yeah. the mag finishes and then you're back behind the wall. Then click, click. Whereas like now it's like right. when you wide swing, you've then got that whoa period. And it's like, it's yeah. so much harder to move back in. You don't get as much of a wide swing if you take it slower. So you don't get to take as much advantage from like your, your swing in the first place. Like everything's just, just toned in and, and reeled in. Um, and um, basically what Jumble was saying in his, uh, in his, actual message to us which is kind of rounds the whole thing off um is that like yeah i think just like playing cover is even more important like i've always been quite mindful yeah. of that you're moving through the map you're saying right move from this tree to this tree to this tree before though i used to sprint through some areas and now now i'm kind of like skirting round tree lines you know making proper deliberate yes. pathways because yes the the relative distance of cover has been increased because player movement is now more clumsy cover is actually further away 
even though the map's the same. Does that make sense? Like if you decreased all the PMC speeds by, if you like half the PMC speed, the relative distance of cover would double. And, and in, that, in that vein, because PMC movement is slower, you lose stamina when you get shot. You know, if you're, it's hard to change direction. You hit a bloody bush. I still think bush, I think bushes are slightly too, <laughs> like they're too overtuned a little bit. Um, I, I, I still think they are. But yeah, it's, it's changed the whole way that I play like through those areas. And again, it's like more about self-preservation and stuff. So it's, uh, I, I think it's good. It's like, it feels, it feels Tarkov-y. It feels more Tarkov-y. It feels less like, you know. Yeah, high octane, crazy gaming. You know, jiggle peak, lean in, ADA strafing, doorway. You know, shooting full auto, spraying, whatever. It's um, combined with the recoil changes and things. Things are really slowing down and kind of getting to a good, a good state. I think it's good. I think that's why so many people like it. I, I definitely feel that sentiment that you said is. I feel like cover moving to cover cover is like super important, and I felt it in my own gameplay. Like I was moving from customs, like gas station, towards the checkpoint. But I was like along, like not on the wall side in between the pipes, but I was, you know, on the street basically. And I was sprinting from cover to cover. Whereas before I felt like I could have just full sprinted. And if I get shot at, you know, no big deal. I just spam AD and, and fire back. You know what I mean? And then and I like that that's gone because I I do feel like that was not a good that was, you know, I'm repeating I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself, but I just feel like that was the default the 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 de facto thing to do whereas now you can't do that so it makes way more sense and i and i want to also say when you're talking about you know before you would like be behind the wall in factory peek out swing out full auto you know and then come back right and it was i think before since there was no inertia when you were the guy holding the position right and and sort of watching that angle of the guy that's about to peak, it felt really bad because <laughs> they would they would do it so instantly. You, it's like you had to be like shroud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your reaction time was insane. Like whereas now they're actually going to get punished if in that first swing they don't kill you. You're going to have time to react, which feels much better for the guy holding the angle because I feel like the meta before was like, dude, just sit behind hardcover. And then like jiggle peek until you see them. Once you see them, just full auto spray and peek again. So I'm I'm I I want to say that a lot majority of the high school players would have the opinion that it's like better for the game and that it is more skill based. Because I, as I said before, I just felt like these up close firefights where you just like try to track each other and spamming AD and all the blur and shit that goes on the screen. Like it just kind of felt like a coin flip. So now that's kind of like been reduced. And I, I like inertia. I do have a lot of like criticisms and some very interesting findings. So, um, I'll, I'll try to be brief. The first one is there is no inertia on your forward and backward movement. Well, let me say like this. I think there's acceleration, but there's no deacceleration. So what this means, why is this, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that doesn't really seem that important. Well, what she can do is <laughs> someone, some, shout out to Chief GG for showing this as well. Um, he does, I don't think he does it, but it's just an interesting finding um, that he shared. So what you can do is, let's say you're, you're, you know, behind cover, okay? So you face... Typically, you'd be facing the cover, right? So now you face 90 degrees to the right. And 
you strafe you you look to the left like you tilt your you tilt your character down a little bit you tilt your head to the left so you kind of get like you know at the corner of your screen you can see down the hallway right whenever you peek but you're still behind cover so you hit w you peek and then you hit s and you come back out and there's there's not that like that Bodhi, like, whoa, where you sort of like slowly transition. It's a lot more instant, like, Mm -hmm. you know, forward, backward. So it's like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just like kind of a weird thing because why, why doesn't that exist for, for for like forward and backward, you know, like, I I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe they separated out the, inertia system for forward and backward like they intentionally did it i don't know i just i want to say like like i i keep coming back to like counter-strike or csgo when i think about inertia like it all just feels very fluid no matter what direction you're going you know what i mean it's just like a tarkov just feels very different like it's a like i i like the concept of inertia but i just wish like it was implemented better like i want to see it improved and the the other so that's one trick the other trick i notice and maybe this is not necessarily a trick of inertia but just like a a fault of the game like the the engine or whatever if you're strafing left so you hold down left and if you hold down d well okay so if you're holding down a which is moving left and then you know you get to full speed and then you hold down d you will do like a weird stutter step to the opposite direction you you sort of like skip the that deacceleration phase. Right. You know what I mean? And that only works on the left side. You can't do it on the right side. So like if you try to hold D and then hold A, you'll keep strafing right. Nothing will happen. Even if you let go of, of D and then hit A, you'll you'll get that sort of like Bodhi feeling. But it's just it's just it's very odd. You know, like there's I don't know. And and I was like kind of practicing it and I think too that you could potentially strafe left. So you you hold left and then when you're about to hit the corner, you lean, hit Q, and then you also hold D and then you hit Q again to sort of do like a very quick lean peek. I don't know, but um there's there's other things I notice sometimes when I'm running up a hill or down a hill my um stamina will like reduce and i think the game thinks that i'm falling so i lose like a little bit of stamina yeah i've Hmm. noticed a few times but um i didn't notice that in mine yeah the only thing that i've continued to notice and i've actually sort of subconsciously been getting better at is what i talked about right at the beginning where i noticed that it's sort of maybe it's something similar to what you were talking about about the fact that there's inertial deceleration seems to be different to inertial acceleration for some reason um maybe i mean it's sort of related but it's that thing of what i was saying last time about if you go from full strafe to full strafe the other side you get the boaty effect but if you let go and stop and then continue you cut out some of that like wide swing lean and i've definitely been finding myself using that a bit more so i'm like it doesn't it doesn't work it seems if you're pressing any other if you're pressing any other keys if you're still pressing forwards and you go to one side and go to the other side you still kind of get the sway when you're moving but if you're like stationary and you're kind of like around cover or whatever and you're having like a 
a twitchy gunfight with somebody around a small piece of cover, then yeah, if you go like you, you strafe and you move out of cover and then you let go of strafe and then you start pressing the other side, if you make that gap long enough, it's much, it's much faster than like going from one strafe to the other. I think I spoke about this last time or, or, or two, two episodes ago or something. Yeah. But I've definitely been like, I've definitely been subconsciously just like doing it more by accident or like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, I know it's faster. So in my brain, it's just like, I'm not really working on it in, in, purposefully does that make sense like it's just happening it's happening more because like yeah. kind of muscle memory is kind of kicking in and it's like okay well if i let go of the key and then press the other key i get a faster swing than if i just hold the one and then i just go straight to holding the other it still feels different and strange so maybe that's still happening with forwards backwards too it could be the same the same thing i don't know or maybe the, maybe it just doesn't exist if you hold like w and then you press it and then you hold s maybe it doesn't exist i'll have to test that one out i'm not actually um not checked out forwards backwards so it's just this strafing one that I've been, I've been sort of just like observing, I suppose, while I've been playing. But uh, yeah, it is. It's funny that they didn't do it in a way that was, you would argue, maybe more simple. I think they went potentially through like lots of different tests to just kind of feel what's good. And we spoke about this before about like the semi-auto change, right? That you can make very small tweaks that make very ra- radical like user experience differences. So the way mm-hmm. that you perceive the way that it's implemented can change quite a lot depending on just like very some very small values and things that from a sort of code level, I guess, don't necessarily look that important. So going through the iterations that they did in ETS to get to where we are now, I'm sure they'll probably make some more changes. Um, like, I still think they need to make the inertia slightly less when you're moving forwards a, a full walk. Um, I think it feels fine when you're sprinting, but I still feel it's a little too... Because, like, when you're actually, like, jogging or whatever, you're kind of, like, not that you're able to turn more easily, but you're you're already kind of in motion, you know what I mean? So you can, like, push off because you're already kind of, like semi like semi jogging because like the full the full speed pmc thing is like it's, it's a fast walk but when you're in motion you can kind of like change direction a bit more easily than like, if you're like stood still if you're stood still and you're not moving anywhere then like yeah it's going to take you a bit of time to like get into gear do you know what i mean i know it just feels it feels slightly off to me still but i think look honestly i think like 90 97 percent of it i'm okay with i think it just needs minor tweaks i don't think it's all that bad i really think it's okay as is yeah it's i don't know for me the Bodhi thing is just odd because it it's like it you know at you're talk you're talking about skipping that part and um yeah I think there's something like it almost feels like force like it's not like I'm actually deaccelerating I know that sounds weird but it's just like you know it's like when I let go of the key it's like okay play the like it feels like when you're strafing right and then you try to go left the boat thing always happens and it's like doesn't matter when i do the opposite direction it's just like it always plays that that motion if that makes any sense yeah um but yeah i would say definitely check out the forward backwards strafing because that's that's a really interesting thing like i'm i'm probably going to try to implement it a bit bit more because it actually seems pretty pretty useful um potentially uh the other one is definitely check out just hold a and you know get to like full speed and then just hold d and and you can just like repeat that over and over and you'll do like these weird like stutter like you're bouncing back and forth like it's super weird it's not that useful because you're your left side peaking but it, it's very weird very weird stuff yeah yeah okay that was a long topic um <laughs> What else you got, Giga? 
Uh, I guess we shouldn't go on too, too long. I'm probably going to go need to, need to get some rest. But like we, we touched before, I actually found, um, I found the article while we were talking previously about like the different tiers of SCAV, which I think is, a, is an interesting topic because I think we touched on it before, but like I've ha- kind of thought about it a bit more, you know, and you've got like the regular SCAVs and then you've got like the medium mm. SCAVs with like 540 HP and 40 head and tier three SCAVs are like 470 HP and still they do still have 40 head. But I think, the, I don't mm. know, the problem, like I was chatting a bit um, about this to chat yesterday as well during the stream. And I just don't like that it kind of messes with the your expectations as a player in like a bad way. Like I don't, there's certain, there's certain elements of the game which should be like you dealing with situations you've never seen before and you dealing with, um, you know, like random events from happening and like how you deal with them in the moment kind of defines you as a player. That's, that's fine. But what I don't like about this is that it kind of like it skews some of those basic like heuristics that you have about like the way the game is played, the way that rounds deal damage, the way that, penetration occurs like you can't really tell maybe we'll get better at it because they apparently they have better gear and stuff but like you can't really tell which tier of scav it is when a scav ends up getting like if they've got 150 chest right and you've got an mp7 it takes a long time to kill somebody it's really yeah. surprising and like all of your all of the expectations that you've built up i think this is the problem because you kind of get used to spotting what armors other characters have right scav player right and see whatever right and you kind of then like you know what you've brought in because you've brought it in for a particular purpose to defeat certain types of armors right you kind of know what you're capable of right and but then when you come up against someone with 150 chest with a level three on and you should kill them in three shots and they're still standing up it just like it just messes with the like it messes with right. your like it's not even muscle memory but it's like your mental mental muscle memory Do you know, does that make sense you're like well that guy should be dead and, and he's not um You're, why is this it doesn't make sense it's like yeah it's just weird the 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 model that the game has built for you so like you know you do it you do an action the game you know processes that action through the rules and then it puts out feedback to you mm. you have like all that experience and then with this change you're just you're like what you know it just like completely screws up your model and the and as you're saying the worst part is you the feedback you get is that they didn't die there is no like visual indicator that this is a stronger scav or anything like you just have to like like it's nice because let's say you go against rashala or gluhar you you can a tell that they're they have different clothing they have you know you can see their armor and after a few experiences you know that they're they're tankier right and it's not like their values change randomly whereas with the scavs they have like I don't know. They get progressively harder. See, I feel like at the start of the raid, I shot a scav in the head. Maybe I hit his helmet, actually. That might have been it. I might have hit his helmet. He may have had a helmet on. But anyways, it, it does sort of like, I get what you're saying. It like kind of like breaks your mental model of the game. So it makes it feel less, uh, I don't want to say predictable. Assistant. but like, Yes, that's the word. Yep. Yep. And we were talking about it as well. I don't think anybody's done any soup. I haven't seen it anyway, if they have. Um, there's a there's a gap for people to do some testing on the round drop-offs because if scavs have 40 HP on the head, or well, a lot of them do, because it looks like basically tier 2 and tier 3 both have 40 HP, so only the beginning easy scavs have got 35 like any other PMC. So that messes with your stuff anyway. And then also if you're fighting people at range, I mean, there's lots of rounds that don't yeah. have all that much damage, especially as you start getting higher, right? BT has 44 damage. You know, if the guy's wearing a helmet and you shoot him from 100 meters in the head, will he die? 
I don't know. Is there four? Is there four damage or drop off? Maybe you might hit thirty nine. Yeah. And then the game starts feeling really weird, right? Like you use the round, yeah. get a pen. They've got a level four helmet on, or, or class class four helmet, or class three helmet, or something. You're just like, okay, this guy's gonna die if it doesn't ricochet. You shoot them in the head and they don't die. You're like, okay, this feels just like this just feels scuffed now. Right. And then you and then you don't know whether the game's broken. You don't know whether it's you. Yes. You don't know whether you missed. You don't know whether the hit reg is off. You don't know whether it's decent. Yep. You don't know whether it's the scav HP, the drop off, whatever. It starts to become like there's so many p- potential things interlocking. Yeah, it makes it really, really, um, it makes it really problematic. I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to be fascinated to see what what people do with the testing. Maybe all of it. Like it's one of those things I just feel like I won't get around to doing. But I'd be interested to see like what the drop-off actually is at 100 meters in terms of like penetration and stuff and how much that actually impacts mm-hmm. it. Really hard to test, which is why I won't do it because it takes forever and it's like yeah. really difficult to actually get like a proper simulation, you know, a controlled environment right. to make it work. But it's like, yeah, well, M855A1 with 46 damage, will that kill a scav in the head from like 200 meters? I don't, it's hard to know. Probably, but you don't really know. And it's like, yeah. Yep. It's that inconsistency for me that I just don't I don't like. I, I don't mind, yeah, random things happening, people adapting, that's fine. But inconsistency means that you just don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. You can't even really predict then. It's a bit like if they, imagine if they just like stripped all the penetration numbers out of the game, they never had them in there ever. Well, like you're not making interesting choices then because you just don't know what anything does. And there's not really any good way to test it either. So you're just like, it's just guesswork. Um, maybe you go and like you know read the description or whatever. So it's like I don't know. The, yeah. I don't feel like you necessarily have like the tools as a, as a player to like understand that situation. For sure, your, your analogy about the bosses is perfect, right? Because you know they're harder. You're going after them specifically. Or if you do run into them, they have different voice lines. There's a differentiation factor there. Whereas with the scavs, you just don't know. And it's just like, will he die in three hits? Will he die in five hits? Like, who knows? And the, uh, the, me, my knowledge of the game and the armor and like you know okay well like, he's wearing this armor and i've got these rounds like all like, all that all useless. that in the question it's just useless yep. you just don't need like it's it's just of no value or it's of much yep. much less value than it used to be which is kind of annoying like i actually almost am preferring fighting pmcs um at the moment like i'm enjoying the scout yeah. difficulty but like at least you know with pmcs like everyone's got the same health and stuff and like we're all playing by the same rules so you know yeah. when, when you die you know it's fair when you kill them you kind of know it's fair i don't know that is a, a good segue into an, about AI and I won't like talk about this topic too much because I think the podcast, they covered it in one of their recent episodes um, and the AI does not play by the same rules as we do. And it's very frustrating because, you know, you shoot them, if you let's say you black their legs, well, they can just full sprint. Like if you shoot them in the leg multiple times, they can just full sprint. Um. They don't have inertia. They just run through bushes like it's nothing. They, they, dude, this is, this is probably the part that triggers me the most. As I go, I, I see a scab from like 100 meters away. I line up the shot, right? And man, I wish I had a clip, dude. I, I wish I was recording. I was on shoreline. I went up to the weather station and there's a scav like looking, you know, 90 degrees in the opposite direction of me. You know, he's like looking off in the distance. I line up the shot for the headshot of my shotgun. As soon as I get ready to, to pull the trigger, he instantly spots me like it's and then he instantly starts moving and to the to the right or whatever yeah. and i'm trying to line up the shot i'm trying to track him he starts firing at me i take some shots i'm like okay let me get behind cover there's a bush i'm behind the bush he's shooting me through the bush i'm like okay well i guess he can see me through the bush like sometimes i think they've changed that a bit but it seemed like it didn't work for this it particular usually bush. They don't, I don't you through bushes usually now y- yes yes i think that's the case but so now i go back to peek him 
and maybe this happened before, but he does this stupid freaking insta crouch, insta prones, insta stand up. And this is the part that really bugs me is like, I don't know if that's if that was by design or if that's a bug. But it's the worst <laughs> freaking thing in the world, dude, because it's so inconsistent, you know, right? like it's so unrealistic. Like you just I, I and I feel like this is hard code in the game. Like if you are within, you know, 15 degrees cone aiming at a scav, they will instantly spot you. I feel like that's hard code in the game. And it's so annoying, dude, because it's just like it actually makes them difficult through means of inconsistency you know what i mean it's, it's not like, like they're actually a human wouldn't play you know yes but yeah i mean i guess but it's just it's like it's basically kind of along the lines like they're like if i'm gonna aim at them right i don't know if they're gonna instantly prone instantly crouch instantly run in a different direction and with no inertia involved, like, and it's just like, what, do you, like, like you said, I, I would rather fight a PMC because the experience is just better. Like the scavs just feel broken. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, am I, I, am I speaking nonsense? No, I do. I do know what you mean. Like, this is the thing. I think in principle, like I enjoy the, I'm enjoying the difficulty of them, but some of the implementations are a bit weird. I have had like some of the the insta proning and insta standing up scavs and i think the, the my main annoyance with that is like firstly sometimes like you because you're firing at them as well right so sometimes you think that they've died but they just lay <laughs> yeah. down because like sometimes you can't really see it's kind of hard to see like if you're fighting like around the edge of a bush yeah. or something, and then they like oh you know they lie down or they make a uh, hurt sound and then they lie down and then you're like oh my god oh no there he is and he's just like way straight back up again um and it's just like super weird and um and also like it's just i think it's potentially, you know, it's, it's probably one of those things where it's like it was supposed to be that in certain areas of cover, scavs are supposed to lie down and then fire at you because they used to do that. Um, they just don't seem to do that anymore. It seems that piece of coding is whatever gets cut off early and they stand back up again and just do like, like the strafing thing that they do. So it's it's just a bug, I imagine, because um, they, they used to fire at you prone quite often. And I just don't think that that happens now. They always do this like weird stand up. Yeah. Like, stand up like weird thing. Good point um but i've had some like i've had some i i quite like that they i don't like them being able to spot you randomly for 90 degrees like what you're saying it kind of feels inconsistent it's like okay they're not looking at me they can't see me they shouldn't be able to see me until i fire but most of the interactions that i've had i've sort of like again it's one of those things i feel like it's kind of getting there but there just needs to be some more tweaks like i was fighting well i lined up a shot with some scouts on scav island and i was actually really struggling to hit them because i was using 366 ap and um I, maybe it was either me or the or the zeroing or the accuracy or something i don't know but i was like struggling mm -hmm. to hit them anyway so i'd like fired a shot and they're like well they like, were running and i fired another shot and then the guy goes like into you know the far house on like the very far right hand side like goes in there i'm like okay and then I like suddenly start like taking shots from the house. I'm like, oh my god! Like, get behind the ambulance. Like, I'm on the road, right? I'm on the main road. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Jesus! Like, guy like shoots out my left arm, and um, so like you see him escalate it back up, and I was like, I just can't see him at all inside the building. Like, there's too much like fog and stuff. Like, I just couldn't see the guy. Yeah. Get right to the end and um, extract, and then you can see because you know if you have like a, a black arm, you can always see what it is because there's some health to be healed when you finish because mm. you can heal it back to full. And um, yeah, the guy shot me with like 366 TKM 
out of the final house on on the scav island all the way to the ambulances on on the road at tunnel and i was like that's a that's insane but b like i quite like it i quite like that as long as they don't insta kill you i kind of think it's fine that they're not just like a free shot and if you shoot at them they will they'll like pinpoint you and, and fire back so i think like there's some good and there's some bad to to it at the moment if they can iron out some of the bad stuff and like maybe just i'm actually i was talking again with this to chat the other day i'm actually okay with them just artificially turning down the chance of them just shooting you in the head honestly because scavs are supposed to be there like it's it's to enhance the game you know it's like you want to be getting right. shot at by scavs you want scavs there it's a bit like the zombies in day z you yeah. they're there as like an annoyance they're there to get in your way they're there to make you give away your position to other players because the game's the game's not about scavs shooting you right like no one's playing the scavs the scavs are ai like they're, they're there to enhance the, the feeling of the game or whatever. right getting instantly shot in the face from like 100 meters away does not enhance the game in any sense right it's like it doesn't feel more hardcore. It's just stupid. Um, but getting like <laughs> yeah, getting fired at like three times, like taking a leg shot, like having to try and like bandage in the middle of like, you know, random piece of cover and stuff. And then PMCs might be coming in like that's when it's cool. Same thing with sniper scav. I like them taking pot shots. Then people, oh, well, the sniper scav's shooting. Who's he shooting at? Someone over there, you know, it's, it gives right. information away, which I think is really, yeah. really good. Um, but like some of these things, yeah, they do need to be kind of tweaked a little bit. But like, I like how aggressive they are. I like how easily they see you. I like them being dangerous and scary. Like the prince, it, it, that's the thing. The principle for me is there, and that's fine, and that's working. But I think, yeah, some of the actual mechanics and the implementation of like how they go about doing that needs to be adjusted just to sort of like for gameplay reasons to make it feel um, feel a bit smoother. But I feel like the philosophy is on the right path. Again, like with all these things, I feel the philosophy is going the right way. And that's what makes it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I mostly, I feel like the principle is like almost there for me because I kind of worry that, you know, like when they did the scav change where they do like these random actions, like that's, that's like, you know, they try to make the scavs less predictable, and I almost feel like through making them more obscure, they made them more predictable. It's like, oh, that's a scav, because I hear him sprinting, skirting, reloading his mag. You know what I mean? They, like, did all these things to make them seem more yeah. unpredictable. And, but anyways, I I, th- I pretty much agree with you in that everything you said about the gameplay, like having them to enhance experience, and I just feel like how they behave like this like proning instant running stuff i don't think that's a part of that i hope that they don't see that as a part of enhancing experience because i just feel like that makes them difficult through means of what i would consider just bad design yeah no, i, I 100% agree right like if you shoot a scav in the arm they should find it much more difficult to shoot you shoot back at you scavs should yeah get, scavs should get um jams like yeah all. yeah yeah at all they should get jams you should yeah. be able to push a scab they should be able to get a jam and you should be able to like run up in their face and kill them you should be able to shoot a scab in the leg and then have them limping around and i think it's just i just don't think they should really well maybe they can have painkillers that they have to use or something but i think most scabs won't have them so again that's that's fine but, you know you, if you choose to you know pick a leg off or whatever and then like that's kind of part of the tactics of being pmc and playing around them whereas like right now yeah they're just like immortal overlords with no debuffs whatsoever with strange mechanics where they're lying down faking death yeah. up again and then headshotting you from you know the 100 meters which is just like it's just really really strange it's quite funny you're saying like things where you know it's a scav these days for me it's just like you know it's a scav when you take one shot and the dude just literally runs like 200 <laughs> meters in the opposite direction and you're like 
where do you go? Like he doesn't even like try to take cover necessarily. It's like I was outside um, interchange in, you know, the kind of scav area over by the railway extract. It's like on the outside where there's like the, there's the tanks and, and whatever. And it's like near the car park. Um, and that section where you always get those scavs in that part. And um, yeah, I was like shot one guy there and he was just like, wee, off I go through the containers all the way at the back. And he was like, I found him like the complete other end. And I was like, okay, I kind of get it. But at the same time, like, it's just so, it's just so bizarre. They run for a long, long, long way. Um, I like the leaning that they've got in though. The scavs do like, if you're, if you're engaging them with them, then they'll like, they'll yes. leave like, stuff and like give you like cheeky peeks and things. That's cool. I like that. So, But they're not, they're not instantly, you know, the next frame are not instantly leaning, you know, yeah. it's like a, they smoothly lean. And that's the thing is like, I would rather them act more realistic and uh, more human-like, more realistic, you know, better AI, I guess you could say, play by the similar rules and have their like accuracy increased or like their, you know, whatever, like even like their damage output increased by a little bit. Like I would rather that happen, even though that breaks a little bit of the, the rules, but whatever. Instead of these like random Insta prone 360, you know, nade throwing out of his butthole, sprinting back and like that's that stuff drives me up a while. Anyways. <laughs> I've, I honestly, I, yeah, I got naded the other day by a scav and I was like, what? I was like, I think I was running a really? like, budget and um, it was just a normal scav in woods. I've actually seen some people getting naded a lot more by scavs recently. And I was at the Christmas tree on Shoreline down by the lumber mm-hmm. mill. And I was like, I killed some of the scavs there and I was like looting them. And the scav came over the hill from lumber mill and was just like, oh, and was like, I, I saw him and I crouched and was looking at him and I was like, what's he doing? And then I just heard, ding, ding, ding. And bah! not like my whole body is just like all red everywhere. And I managed to kill the guy through all like the haze and stuff. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I really wasn't expecting that at all. Um, they can be quite aggressive, like nading you if they have one on, on them, they will actually use it on you, which is, which is kind of uh, it's kind of fun. I've I've definitely had that happen before. I quite like that that sort of like random stuff. Okay, actually, before I forget, question for yeah. you: What do you think about the rogue AI? How do you feel the rogue AI is? Because like even if you haven't necessarily, because I haven't played like a huge amount on Lighthouse, but like I've seen right. enough know enough about like what people are saying about it. Because a lot of people are not like keen on on the way the rogue AI is. Like, well, what's your opinion on the rogue AI? Because I'll tell you mine, but I want to hear yours first. Well, it's kind of hard because, as you said, I haven't played a ton of Lighthouse. I play a little bit of PMC and I played more Scav. But as of late, like these past two, three weeks, I've been doing a lot of questing on other maps. Even though I said I was going to play a lot of Lighthouse, start a wipe and enjoy it, I, I just this wipe is so juicy that I just want to like grind and and get and get to all the fun fun toys. But um, it's hard also because I'm a bear, <laughs> and oh. as you know, they literally shoot across the entire map at you so like you'll be in one of the cottages and just like like it's it's pretty insane so i really can't give a good opinion from stuff i've seen and other criticisms i i would say let's start with the regular scav ais and and work our way up there because like you know the boss ai is in like a fairly good spot it would be nice if they also had inertia and also you know, their legs got broken, they would limp, things like that. But at least they're not often, you know, instantly proning, 360 no scoping. I don't I find that the bosses are okay. It's the the scavs that do these crazy actions. But I don't know, man. It's it like I said, it's kinda hard for me because I literally get shot across the map. So it's like 
I'm already kind of like skewed to say that I don't like that I'm getting shot from 250 meters away by MG. You know, I, I'm not sure how realistic that is. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think he's got like a, a magnifying glass, <laughs> like an, like a monocle <laughs> looking through that thing. I don't know. But yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, so I haven't played a huge amount on it, but I've like seen a lot of what people have been saying about it. And I've tried it in offline a little bit just to kind of get a feeling for it. But like, again, the principle for me, I don't know, maybe it's like a slightly controversial opinion that I have about them. But because the AI isn't as advanced as we want it to be for rogues, I, I don't, I actually don't mind them being a bit silly now before they make them more sophisticated because they have already started increasing some of the AI actions. Like if you shoot one off an MG, I think nice guy was talking about this. If you shoot one off an MG, now another one might come and take the post, that kind of stuff, which, um, which is good. You know, just being able to formulaically go mm. around and shoot them all one by one in a pattern. And they'd like, just sit there and just wait for you to just kill them all. It's like kind of silly, but while that AI is still being developed, because I think, you know, it's a it's a back and forth game between BSG implements the AI. They see how the player base responds to that, see where it's really formulated, right. AI is falling down, and then they change it. You know, they're going to add some more layers that are going to fix it. I think that's the way yeah. they don't know exactly how it needs to be done best, right? A bit like secure container stuff. They didn't expect people to be doing the whole, you know, butt cycling thing to do 60 rounders. Mm-hmm. Thing, and then you change it later. It's like the same with the, with the AI here. Um, and on that basis... Because they're on Lighthouse, I actually I do really sympathize with the bear thing, and I do think that needs to be toned down. But given they're on Lighthouse, they're only on one very specific map, they're in one specific place, you kind of have to be going after them to bump into them. I don't mm. mind regular scavs being turned down and being too easy because they're just supposed to be a nuisance anyway. But I actually would I'm more concerned about like Lighthouse rogues just being farmed as like loot pinatas and being easy because you kind of have to like choose. Right. To see them do you know what i mean um i'd almost rather than be like broken and have to be like worked around and be really tough and actually just like have a chance of just like randomly killing you and like maybe you need to work in a big squad because like i'm it's very difficult for me on my own to go and do anything with them really which is one of the things that's kind of putting me off um you have to kill so many of them before you can actually go in and get the loot but like that loot's super juicy and should be juicy because it's hard to do um and right. I, I just i just don't want it to be too too easy for people to go yeah and just, like just super farm it and like oh yes you know we just go in and bam this one this one this one this one just like clean up through the map like i'd still rather there be like that injury of that danger of um of death and like not surviving even if it's like a bit artificially stupid at the moment with the idea that it's made better in future that it's more realistic and more fun um i don't know like Maybe it doesn't even matter because again, we're like it's a it's a wipe and we're we're still testing, so I, I don't know. But like, I just don't want them to be too easy. I feel like it's okay for normal scavs, but not so for rogues. That's that's kind of how I feel about it inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I like I said, I would rather them focus on the regular scav AI and then try to like enhance the other AIs. And, mm-hmm. and to your point, because you know, if they make let's say their their rework just kind of breaks or makes them way too easy. Then they apply it to all the AIs. All of a sudden, like raiders are just like staring at walls, and you know you just get free loot all the time. Like that would be really bad. So having it done first on the scav would be more ideal. But um, I think Jesse was saying something like this. It might have been in the podcast or um, maybe on the stream or something. But you know, it's having instead of having them like instantly spot you and then instantly you know gun you down, you know if they sort of like spotted you and then like 
as they're like turning the MG, you know, they're like shooting, you know, almost like a more suppressive fire. Like, you know, it's coming, you know, because basically, you know, you get shot at. You know, you're spotted because you get you just you're there's bullets hitting your stomach from like a million miles away. You know what I mean? It's just like, what do you like? I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to because I've heard they lower down their sighting distance. Um, so I want to like try as a bear now and see how that feels because it was pretty like when I was playing, it was just like, dude, this is like crazy, man. Like it's crazy how far you just got shot at. And I mean, the good thing is it's not like a laser beam, you know, it is, there is some inaccuracy, but like, I think I got hit in the stomach and it's just like instantly blacked out, you know, red all over. Like it's pretty brutal, but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying, and I, I agree. I wouldn't want them to become so easy that it's just like free loot on the map, and everyone's just constantly over there, you know, farming, yeah. methodically just, taking them oh, out one by one. It kind of feels like if they had like too much of a wind up, then you just like lean around and shoot them with the with the Mosin in the head or whatever, like a you know, whatever like Balti or or DMR, right, right, wind up. Like they kind of need to be like suppressing you directly. And with the with like and you you have the risk of actually getting hit right like they're shooting you but they're not like they're not killing you maybe they're hitting you in the arms or whatever like again like maybe artificially because you won't you wouldn't know it from the client side right you like deprioritize right. the places where you actually freaking die right and just out right right a chance you know and like make it more because yeah as we said like instantly dying is just like it's not it's not even it's just not not a good gameplay feeling when you're playing against the AI but like them damaging you and then that being a function of like the heals you've brought with you did you bring enough cms kits you know your stomach got black did you bring enough food do you have enough meds to sustain through like all of these shots that kind of thing that's like that's more about preparation that's more about the things you bring into raid like that, that's what the game's kind of supposed to be about right and like trying not to have your armor too damaged and, and you know trying to make a judgment call about whether you want to continue if your armor is like half dead or whatever like kind of get another piece of armor before i carry on Rather than just like getting getting insta tapped, obviously everyone agrees that that sucks. But like, I mean, still I'm still okay with deprioritizing the like actual killing zones, or at least making yeah a chance so you don't just like instantly die because it's just like better for gameplay. But I just I feel like so many people are so good at just like lining up headshots and just taking them that any kind of like real wind up because you see that with the raiders and scouts, what we have done in the past in older versions of the AI, where you just fight them really close. And then you come around the corner. I mean, it's still kind of true where there's like a small wind up and you shoot them in the head while you come around the corner, you know? And it's like, it's easier to fight scavs, bosses, raiders from like point blank. It's when you're at like mm-hmm. 25 to 30 meters. Yeah, that distance from the kill zone. It's like, it's cool yeah. ish for a human player to control the recoil in such a way to kill the scavs quickly. But it scavs like lock on, like super like crazy over that distance. Right. Um, so I yeah. feel like it's almost like this kind of like yeah, super close or super far away, and that middle section, which has always been dubious for playing against things like raiders, is now also applicable to scouts too. It's um, it's yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. But um, yeah, so many people are just like good at taking advantage of that AI. Like I can see why they've over 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 amped it for the time being. Um, but it's just like yeah, it's just such a difficult one. I don't know. Like maybe I should I you know I well, play a bit more lighthouse. I think. I think I think what you said is good. I mean, I think what you know, if if you're gonna instant kill me, right, like instantly spot me and then instantly kill me, give me some time to react, aka the the wind up period, right? If you're going to instantly spot at me and instantly shoot me, don't hit my thorax. 
you know, for me, like, I think there's pros and cons of each. I don't know which one's yeah. like better or whatever, but um, yeah, something like that. Either one of those two things or some other version of that, I would prefer because it, I think it's, as you said, it's just not just, you know, it just feels like you're rolling a dice. Am I going to get one tap, you know, or not? I don't know. It just doesn't really feel like, what do you do? There's not really any play. There is no, nothing to learn. It's kind of oh, like, just uh... got AI'd. <laughs> Yeah, there's like another, you know, there's like another mechanic, like um, if you think of Sturman, right? Sturman was like notorious for a while because he just like insta tap people. Mm, yeah. He has like the triple shot warning shot, that kind of thing. Like the rogues could, could like when they spot you, they could warning shot over the top of your head. Easy. They don't need to instantly shoot at you, right? Like they, can they even tell you a bear from 300 meters? Like, That's the thing. It's like, you know? like give some, yeah. give some warning shots or something. Like that, maybe that work at yeah. like long ranges. Um, where they're not actually trying to kill you, because that's like that's the way it works for Sturman. Like, there's there's ways of doing it that are sensible. So for sure, we'll see. They're gonna adjust it over time. One last thing. One last thing. Um, I noticed on so the shoreline's got new extracts, right? Yes. Path to Path to Lighthouse, and then the railway. Mm-hmm. Well, while I was doing my vitality training, <laughs> I noticed that the the old extract CCP temporary. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's where the raid series was at. And I was looking at it, and then I looked at the towers, and I'm like, there's mounted guns on there. And then I thought of, like, Shoreline, they, there's mounted guns on there with rogues. So I'm thinking, kind of putting the piece together, you know, the raid series, there's mounted guns there. Like, is that going to be a future expansion? We're just going to be dudes up there, another rogue set of AI of mounted guns? Well, I don't know, dude. Behind CCP Temp is, um, is uh, Terminal. Right. That's what I understood. Yeah, yeah. So, so the terminal map is going to be behind CCP Temp, and that's coming, and it's going to be the last map because it's where you leave Tarkov. And yeah, I, I imagine mm-hmm. you're going to need an item to get out, like the raid series, right? You might need like a labs access card or something to like get yourself out of, of that. I mean, it would probably be a different item, I'm sure, but uh, maybe you'll have to get it from one of the tr- the traders. I'm sure they're going to spin this web of like you having to visit like all the different maps and like piece together the staff, go and get something from this trader, and then you could bring it, and then you have like. You have to go and like buy your access card that's like forged from the guys you can like go through and like swipe the thingy because like they get shot at by the mounted machine guns in in the raid series right when the guy tries to use the thing mm-hmm. like does he get like a, is it a card uh, like a, a plastic card thing to swipe it i can't remember what it is or maybe it's like a ticker sort of like punch card thing i can't remember but he gets that from the dude but it then doesn't work in the shoot yeah it, right? kind of funny but yeah they've changed the modeling of the whole like of that whole area i I didn't. I wasn't um, confident enough to know that there wasn't a minefield still there in front. But the whole thing's changed, <laughs> right? And there's like the train now, like Has goes it. into the side, um, and it just like it, the wall is like more extended. Like it, it just looks different now, and it looks uh. more like the raid series does. And it's like it's actually it's actually kind of cool. I noticed this too, and I was like, huh. And I've been meaning to go around it offline and have a little look at it, at it and yeah. And just see, because I think you might be able to see more of terminal now than you used to be able to, but I haven't, I haven't mm. confirmed that yet. So, so let's see. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's mountain machine guns there. There may well be other factions there. You know, I don't know who would control the port. I'm not sure in the law who controls the port to Tarkov. I mean, it could be like the Russian forces, the Russian army. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It could really be anybody. It could be skiers, boys. You never know. <laughs> Maybe they yeah. all of terminal. Who, who knows? Maybe it could change. Maybe there could be like faction wars and stuff. Who knows? But yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how it all links up. I'm really, I'm really excited to see like the bigger quests, man. I really am. And like, I think I might actually put together something on like the interlinking of maps and stuff because I've always find it really interesting. And I don't think there's actually a good one. And with the expansion of like, well, the expansion of the world map into Lighthouse, it's kind of cool because um, 
Yeah. You can like you can see reserve from from Lighthouse, you can see shoreline from Lighthouse. And then there's this new feature. I don't know, like you probably noticed it like just in the in the background in your mind, but like the new landmark from Lighthouse, which you can see on other maps, which is the um the, the broken suspension bridge on the northwest yep. side of the world map. And you can now see that from reserve, you can see that from shoreline, and you can see it from Lighthouse as well. And I swear that wasn't there before. Like that wasn't there on reserve. They've like oh, yeah, no. they've like post edited that back into reserve so you can now see that. Yeah. It's like, those things just like really build the world up for me. It's just I think it's just fantastic. I really love it. I tried to go and look for Lighthouse from uh, from Customs, and I couldn't because the hill is too big. Um, so maybe somebody else can do it, but I I couldn't find a way to like see anything of of uh, of Lighthouse from there. But uh, I don't know. But yeah, look, it's interesting seeing the remodeled CCP Temp and the and the path to Lighthouse Extract and that kind of thing. Like remodel the maps so they're more more interlinking and there's more stuff yeah with them being together and like looking more like the raid series that's kind of what excited me too i was like this looks like the raid series this is awesome yeah 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 <laughs> uh one one other one last thing is gonna kill me uh i saw a video posted by jessica zam about you know lighthouse guide map guide mm-hmm. and um it's a good video you should check it out i enjoyed it it's like a basic overview and, and has some like strategy and stuff but essentially everyone's sort of like funneled up north which is the 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 rate the rogue thing like there's really nothing on the south side like all the loot's kind of like yeah it, it's, it's basically funnels you up but once we get the lighthouse trader jesse mentioned this in this video he's on the south side of the map and that should really make the map way more interesting because it's essentially a very long strip of map land i guess you, yes. if you will but since everything sort of funnels you up now you would have like something funneling you down as well, which should make the map flow really cool and interesting. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with the freaking lighthouse trader. I can't wait for that, dude. It's going to be awesome. And all the scav, supposed to be four scav bosses. Like I'm so excited for that to come out. Can't wait. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I, I like it when it kind of like links from one map to another. It's like if you can buy high explosives from him and that's you can then go to streets with that and stuff. It's like, yes, dude, that's so before, cool. the, the player driven story experience, which um, which I'm excited for. It gives you that those like bigger overarching goals that are hard to do. I, I think I must have. I may, maybe I spoke about this like a very long time ago, but like one of the single and like I swear to God, this is like I actually genuinely do feel this way. It's like one of the best weeks of my entire life was basically when like uh, there was a whole bunch of us who were playing like the original Daisy, and um, mm-hmm. all of our all of our schedules just like combined, and we had like a week, and none of us had anything to do, and we basically just lived Daisy for a week, and we got like we got the helicopter working twice, and you have to bring so many resources, and it was like days of planning, like going at night, like you know you have to get like all these panes of glass. There were so many bugs with the game. There was like panes of glass. Like the engine, you had to have like jeeps to move the kit. Like it just took so yeah. long to build up, and um, that kind of like big overarching goal. Like yeah, the hideout and stuff, but it's like because it's kind of safe and secure. Whatever you like, build it up piece by piece. It's right. Not quite the same as like going into raid, going up to do the thing. Right. And it's yeah. Like, people will, you know, people will do those challenges. Like if they're kind of in the game, people make up make them make them up for themselves. Like you know the snowball challenge or whatever. But like normally only like super end game guys who like have got nothing else to do do that kind of stuff so we need to have those kind of things that are sort of like in the game and let you then like make those adventures for yourself um it's it's the way for for longevity as we've we've said before excited yeah and we're, we're we have a bit of that now with uh the flea market bands you know if you want that killer armor mm. you gotta go go find killer you know that you, that story of how i so i loaded into the map of interchange <laughs> for some sweet justice against <laughs> killer doing my well in place exactly 
exactly that's exactly how it goes so it's a, it's a bit more like that we're, we're get we're getting there we're getting there yeah cool uh yeah let's wrap it up we went extra long i think about two hours probably clocked in on this podcast but there's a lot of fun topics a lot of things to catch up on boy seems to be and uh yeah i know great man cool uh any closing thoughts or words kego uh not really other than i don't think i've ever gone from i can't remember what level i was before i don't think i've ever gone from like level 22 or 23 to like 29 in the space <laughs> of like two days ever before <laughs> yeah that's a pretty big that's pretty good and pretty i did all the grind. gunsmiths i finally did the uh barter for the oh, did you? and just went and that got me to 29 so that's good progression's going well i'm enjoying myself and uh yeah i'm sort of like i've almost like leveled too quickly so i'm like figuring out what to do next another thing i'm still like in, in bud more like more in budget in my mind but like i got the bitcoin farm on the on the make at the moment it's like in progress and uh yeah i'm like about to hit level 30 so that's going to open up like a whole world of stuff so we'll see i um i've been using the mp7 a bit and a few other guns but i'm waiting for mechanic 3 so i can actually get some bigger max and stuff like that so that will really open up the mid game i think yeah um peacekeeper 3 and mechanic 3 actually got some really good stuff on them like really good stuff um yeah so, so no it's good it's good it's been fun it's been fun i'm looking forward to more i did want to shout out someone um rj he sent us an email <laughs> and uh i laugh because I, I how i have the system set up anyways um yeah he did some fan art which was really cool i posted in the uh the scab talk discord he says um what do you say here? Let's see. I usually put your show on while I draw. Couldn't think to draw tonight. The piece made this piece while I listened to this episode of Sarcastic Brit. It's a shotgun wielding Ushanka wearing scav lining up head eyes on an unsuspected chad near the river on woods. Appreciate your work both on YouTube and the podcast. Always insightful, entertaining. But thanks. Shout outs to that guy, dude, because it, it's actually really cool. I like it. And it's the current Discord logo for our. Discord server, which is awesome. As is, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Mad props. Mad props. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up there. We'll uh, catch you all next week. And good luck in your raids. Catch you later.